Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. What's up, donkeys? Happy Friday. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. We are streaming live on the Odyssey app. And you can check us out in Richmond on 910 or 105.1 The Fan. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. We're brought to you by our friends at Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, just visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. We thank you for tuning in this Friday morning, February 16th, 2024. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Johnny Cake Sawville. Good morning, all. Hello. Happy Friday to you. Good morning. And Eric Pickle. Good morning. You're walking quite slow up the steps this morning. Yeah, I'm in Need no a rush. pep in that step, EB. I'm in no rush. I'm already <laughs> dreading my six-hour slog after the show up to New York, so... Is what it is. That's just it's part of your routine. I have to like it's such a big deal on Fridays. Like I can't drink too much. I can't drink like cakes or even JP these days on his diet okay. because then I have to pee all the time. Mm. I'm, I'm not talking about booze. I'm talking okay. about Got like you just hydrate. I, I can't hydrate. Yeah, like you know, I like to stop once, and if yeah, I drink I'll, throughout the show, I'll have to pee. I would just build in more stops. Yeah, I mean, I like the, I the destination will still be there whenever I mm-hmm. whenever I arrive true but uh, i like to get there dinner time maybe i can take my son out to dinner mm, you know there is a little bit I of understand. a there's a little bit of a rush but my bladder like on a, on a road trip i think two hours two hours and 20 minutes that's about that's, that's about all you can handle that's about my max yeah then i'm pulling over and i'm finding a sheets or i'm finding a wall well, if i do it right some spot if i have like a don't sleep little, little yeah. shot uh-huh if I have one of those, I can go five hours. Without. Really? Oh, That's yeah. impressive because because there's nothing in your body. Yeah, but I would I would need to pull over too just just to avoid the highway hypnosis too. I would need That's to get a, out. It's definitely just an walk issue. around for five minutes at a rest stop. Definitely just, an issue. Just do something instead of staring at the asphalt and the white lines going by at about eighty miles per hour. And then tomorrow I have the issue that. It might be the first tailgate I've ever been to that I, I can't drink. Why don't you drink any B? What are you doing? Why I can't, are you teetotaling I, I, I gotta at the drive tailgate? Home. I got to drive home five. <laughs> half, I mean, I just. Yeah. So I'm, I'm already. You just got to establish and tell everybody. Can't drink this I don't this think one. anybody will particularly I, be paying attention. It's just me. <laughs> right. It, uh, you know, but I, you know, I'm, I'm already sort of in mourning. Nobody cares. Yeah, I, I, I don't really can... cares, but it is, it is awkward. Some like, guys might break your balls. Like. But you just hold a water bottle the whole time. Kids, when I hang out with my kids, like a Maryland tailgate, I'll have a few pops, but I have to stay responsible because I yeah. drive home after the game. No, but imagine if you're driving turn five and a half, six hours. I don't want to turn into a complete mess. Even if I had one or two beers, yeah. which, you know, I could drive. Sure. Believe me, I've taken a million blood alcohol things here. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what it is. 
it still makes you tired. Sure. I got a buddy who he drinks, but on occasion, if we'll have a little get together at the house or we go over to his place, I just notice he's always got his own like mm-hmm. bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got his own thing, yeah. and like sometimes you think there's like vodka in there, but sometimes he's just drinking water, yeah. like he's on some sort of diet. Hmm. That's you know that a lot of undercover alcoholics. That's their move. That's their like in a swell bottle or whatever. Whatever. I gotta of. tell you, I and I, and I'm a newer alcoholic in the last five years. <laughs> the first time I did that move at a volleyball tournament, where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna be in this convention center all day. Why don't I have a Jack and Coke in there? I mean. I got nothing going on. I could sure. be at the convention center all day. So I pour a little in there. And then on the very first day that I do this, and it's the only time I've done it, I spilled it. Oh. Shocker. One of those big old um what are you, your water Stanley. One of those it wasn't a Stanley, but one of those big things like a Stanley right. yeah. all over the court. And everyone could oh. smell the alcohol, <laughs> and they all thought I was an alcoholic. Oh, big embarrassment. It was the one time yeah. I did it in my life. The one time. Yeah, but you are prone to spilling, so like it's not a shock. Yeah. Did you play dumb? No, I, I just didn't even acknowledge it. But yeah, I guess I played dumb. No one said anything. Uh-huh. But as we're wiping it down, I mean, we're wiping down booze. Oh yeah, people. You know what I mean on the court? That's so yeah, embarrassing. You probably yeah, have a heavy pour too. Trav, I'm, I swear to you, it's the I'm only time alcoholic. I've ever done it. <laughs> It's 10 years of doing volleyball tours. I did it one day, and I'm I spilled an it all over the It's kind of a show that you felt the need to do that. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'm an alcoholic. I'm in, I'm in the, the co- convention center all day yeah. for like three days. I mean, why not? But I don't. That one time. <laughs> because it's inappropriate. No, no, I don't think so. I you don't probably so. weren't the only one doing it, but yeah, you weren't me. the only one that spilled and, and were yeah. busted for doing it. No, I guess I guess yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe you guys don't live your life that way, but when you're just like at a destination for three straight days and you just, you know, I got no responsibilities. That's well, what yeah. I was there to watch That's volleyball. what the hotel bar is for. Yeah, you do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I did it one time. Right. And I, and I spilled it and I learned my lesson. I said, I can't do this. It was a sign. It, yeah, it was a yeah, sign. Stay away. It was a sign. It's your money. You paid for it. Alcohol rules my life these days. <laughs> I guess it would make it more fun. My both my kids are in sports that have meats. Yeah, meats are eternal. Mm-hmm. Think about that. The last time I was at a wrestling meet, I was waiting meet. four hours until he had his match. Yeah, that hurts. I guarantee. And you swim meets. You sitting there and it's hot, and then they might have a race. My daughter does six races on a weekend, so three might be on Saturday, three on Sunday, and you'll see them in the pool for 45 seconds, then you got to wait another hour, mm-hmm. and then they're in the pool for another minute and a half, and you got to wait another hour. So I could see where there's an appeal to drinking. I don't do it myself, but... There's definitely an appeal. Now, the problem is, as you get older, it only takes a couple, and then you feel mm-hmm. worse. You know what I mean? Like, when you're younger, you could have 100 drinks, and you don't feel that bad. But I was talking to a friend the other day, and the person said, yeah, they had three drinks, and they felt terrible for two days. Because you yeah, just don't can, drink anymore. It can definitely impact you. If you don't, <laughs> I mean, even if you have one or two more than you usually have, yeah. you'll feel it. Yeah. You feel it the next day. And then all on my feed, all I get are all these uh, these uh, life guys, life coaches that tell you how terrible alcohol is for <laughs> okay, you. right. It shows up on all over all my Sure. Thing. And it does make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe I'll crack some beers tomorrow when I'm seeing flops uh, starting at 11 a.m. at MGM National Harbor. You're gonna, Hopefully you get there score. smoothly because it's going to snow. 
That's fine. I got a four-wheel drive. I'll leave a little bit early. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, phase leave me. a little that early. Snow phases me, unless it's a blizzard. Uh-huh. doesn't phase me one bit. It doesn't really phase me other than I coach on the weekends. Yeah. And I'll have a feeling it'll probably get canceled. And then I have to email all the parents on the team yeah. just to make sure they don't show up. And then the season maybe gets extended another week. We already have one week of makeup games next week. And I was hoping to have a weekend or two off before yeah. I start coaching soccer, but well, you know it what's is not what getting is. canceled? Props are not getting canceled because of one to three inches of snow. Mm-hmm. I can personally guarantee that. I mm-hmm. put my personal stamp of approval on no cancellation because of a weather event. And is that the only event you're playing, or no? I'm playing multiple events. Multiple events, but just only that one, obviously that day. Tomorrow is the uh, the last flight of the 750k guarantee opening event. Did you get your hotel, like just in case? I do not have a hotel for this event. I what will if for... you, you go deep and you end, can you just you talk to your contacts over there and they'll hook you up? I could probably grasp last minute if I had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can probably pull pull a string or two right. if I needed to. So I, I get size. I get size for their hotel rooms. Who doesn't? Especially when it's when they're gratis. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet when there's, there's no just, bill. There's something about it. They're just they're just they nice, nice rooms. Room. Yeah, yeah, they're very, they're very nice, nice rooms. Yeah. Nice showers. Yeah. The bathroom is very. I mean, the last luxurious. time I went, I, the, the, they were like, "Sir, we don't have any queen beds. So, uh, would you be okay if we upgraded you to a suite?" And I said, "Yes, that would be fine. Yeah. I would. Uh, you, you could upgrade me to a suite. That's so, okay. It's so funny. I can live with that." My, we, you know, you know, a lot of people have Marriott points. Mm-hmm, sure. We're actually not really Marriott people mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It's just the way it's worked out. We, we get Hilton points and Hyatt points. Right. And my wife handles, she's my travel accountant. Sure. Right? So she handles everything. Mm-hmm. And she, she just, hooks up your itinerary. Literally does yeah. everything. <laughs> and she hooked up this one and we went in there and it's a regular Hyatt. Okay. A regular Hyatt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like you look at it and go. There's nothing special about Run this. Run the mill, yeah. It's a regular Hyatt. Okay. And I guess because we've accumulated so many points, they said, we're going to upgrade you. Nice. You know, it's nice. Very good. Rarely happens. Okay. You know. It like was an unbelievable silly. suite. Yeah. You, who knew that these regular hotels mm. have these unbelievable suites yeah, that, reserved for right. folks? I mean, you expect it like at you a casino at and a resort. Yeah. Like MGM. Like Not a all regular, the but yeah, you know, like, $150 a night hotel. Right. Like if, if it went to the Homewood Suites yes. and you said, we're going to give you the fanciest suite that we have, I'd be like, you have, I thought they're all suites. I didn't even know that was a what thing. What are you even talking about? Yeah, yeah. And if you've ever been to Vegas, and I'm sure our audience has, yeah. and you've been with someone who's a high roller or you've gone crazy one weekend, yeah. The suites they have there are next oh, level. I got hooked up at They're a next baller suite at yeah. Aria when I went and tried to have my uh, sexcapades trip with my wife that I fell yeah, short yeah. on the number. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it was literally like a, I want to say like a 2,500 or 3,000 square foot right. suite. Yeah, like I, felt like I, I felt like I had like half of the floor yeah. to ourselves. Right. It was crazy. It's amazing what they do there. I didn't even know how to use the toilet. <laughs> I looked at all the contraptions on it. The days are a little intimidating, I'll be honest. Very intimidating. Yeah. Didn't use it. Didn't so in the studio, we have uh, ESPN on pretty much all the time. And I can't remember a time other than maybe a national championship where women's college basketball is the lead. Mm-hmm. But we talked about this a week or two ago. Caitlin Clark is the face of college basketball. And she broke the scoring record last night. And was just hitting bombs. She ended up with 49 points. Mm-hmm. And I think she broke the record on, it was 
looked like a 40-footer. It was at least like a 30-plus I mean, footer. she's seven or eight feet behind the NBA three-point line and just perfect rotation, bottoms, and then, you know, the crowd goes nuts and everything like that. Um, and yeah, I think the number one team in college basketball is UConn. If you if you tell me that, okay, you don't I, even forced, know that they're number one. I'm pretty sure they're you. number one. Okay, I know South Carolina is good. I don't know that. I don't watch and digest that much women's college hoops. No, or, I'm talking or about men for that matter. I'm talking about, about men. I'm talking okay. about on the men's side. Oh, okay. But my point is, they're the number one team in yeah. the country, and maybe I'm terrible as a sports fan. I can't name one player on them. No, I. You could bring in a pallet with a million dollars on it and say name one UConn player. And you could wheel it out because I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, UConn's number one on the men's side. Purdue, number two. I know Zach Eady. Right. That Houston, three. I know their uh, head coach. Um, but on the women's side, Caitlin Clark and is Angel Reese. Yes. They seem to be more popular they're than like how, any men's names. college basketball like, player. It's kind of like how women's tennis was for a period of time, where women's tennis was actually bigger than men. You know, with like the Williams sisters and their heyday. I think it was, I mean, you knew Nadal. They hadn't quite racked up all those numbers. Don't forget, they back were the, the ones to watch. Way back in the day with my girl Martina. Yeah. I was a big Martina Navratilova fan. <laughs> well, back in the day with I liked Chrissy all the and... weird, like, I liked all, liked the, all the Eastern Europeans. I liked Europeans. all the Soviet blocks. Right, who else? I liked Wendell and I liked Martina. Yeah. Did so, you like Hingis? I wasn't a big Hingis fan. Remember, there's the, if you Google Martina Cakes wasn't Hingis. consistent on game. Like, Lendl was more of a baseliner. Yeah. And Navratilova went to the net. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't know what to tell you. Not consistent. I'm a very, I'm a all-over-the-place tennis fan from if the you, 80s. If you Google, you can find Justin Gimmelsob's comments about Hingis on this show 25 years <laughs> <Okay>. ago. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure he he wants those I'm sure he on the internet. Right. You really want to open that can yeah. of worms? Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Anyway, she's an incredible player. I don't know if she's going to get into the WNBA and tear it up and make the WNBA popular, but college basketball scene, and I know it was a historic night. She's the show right now. She's the show. Like I I clicked on uh, ESPN.com last night to kind of prep for the show, and it was all Caitlin Clark I just cover and everything. Would I ever be compelled to watch a Caitlin Clark game start to finish? I think I if she takes her, if she lifts if her would. team, if she lifts her team to the national championship game okay, maybe again, then I would watch. But I don't know. But you watched the Maryland game when she played Maryland. I didn't even watch that, yeah. but I know it was sold out. I mean, the Xfinity was freaking sold out. <laughs> yeah, the men's team would win, die for, for that game. Well, I they were saying her impact. I think I, it was on. Yeah, I know that her impact is massive. I think it was on McAfee's show yesterday. They were showing the ticket prices and the lowest ticket. For her is like 250, 260. Yeah. That's the lowest. Right. And the average is what, over 500. Um, and I, I know we were talking about going. I couldn't go. I would think I was traveling. But Somebody tweeted us that for the Maryland game, they looked. And a typical Maryland game, they were saying, I can get to a Maryland men's basketball game for like 30 bucks these days. Uh-huh. But that it was three or $400 yeah. to go see Caitlin Clark. Yep. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty so cool, So she's man. the show. Congratulations to Caitlin Clark. Uh, she breaks the uh, record all-time leading You know what's score. great about it is, I mean, she totally deserves the attention. And, and, and don't take this in the wrong way, but some of the stars in the past, I think, my perception, they, the, they, they haven't kind of differentiated themselves markedly from the rest of 
you know, the, the player pool. This one is different. You can legitimately say Caitlin Clark is head and shoulders above everybody else in the game. It appears. Yeah, I wonder what it's like to be a teammate of hers because she just dribbles in like at half court. She's, you know, firing it up. She was 16 for 31 from the field, 9 for 18 from the three-point line, 8 for 8 from the free-throw line. She did have 13 assists, so I guess you get yeah, that. She seems like a good teammate. 49 points. Comment, she, she seems like she's fun to play with. I don't know. She reminds me, I mean, he played college basketball, but I used to play with a guy in my 30s when I was playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Jose, and Jose used to jack him up from like half court. <laughs> now, we weren't playing like a full, yeah. like it was probably like three quarters court. It wasn't a regulation NBA style, but... um. Well, again, I must also say, though, that the style of play that she plays, and she's amazing at it, is why I hate basketball. <laughs> she's incredible at it. Yeah. But I can't. You that's the not the kind of basketball. Foot well, I just don't understand. No, that's, he not wants the old... oh, that's not fair. That's he... not fair for Eric because he doesn't like it because uh, of people jacking it up and, and missing. She's doing it and making she's it. She's doing it at a very you're high mad, level. You're mad at the people that are trying to be like Kate, Caitlin Clark and can't be Caitlin Clark. Clark for sure. So you I mean, should you whole, shouldn't be mad at her. Oh, for, I'm not mad at her. No, no, no. Or, I think she's the goat. I'm just saying the style of basketball that she plays is the style everyone plays now, and I actually don't like it. She's incredible at it. She happens to be the best. I hate that. But I just don't like. That <laughs> Maybe style. it's a better fit for women's basketball because. Well, I mean, men's basketball. You like they don't it, dunk. They don't have seven foot two shacks down there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, in the NBA, they face. don't even use those guys anymore. No, no. Back in the day, that's why you liked it. I just like inside-out, old-school basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Find open guys, hit open jumpers. Run a motion offense. Run a mo- yeah. I learned all those X's and O's for nothing. Well, Game's I, changed. you got to evolve. You know what? Coming up next, we'll talk like about it. Cliff Kingsbury. He says offense has got to evolve. Yeah. Oh, I so, like that. I like to hear that. Can college basketball evolve? game and the so. NBA I think, game. I think that, that guy's a They've that guy's evolved. A yeah. So we'll get into that also a little bit later in the show. We will talk movies. I saw amazing reviews for Dune 2. Now, I didn't see Dune 1. I saw Dune 1. It should, the subtitle should have been Big Snoozer. <laughs> so there's, not, there's no chance I'm seeing Dune 2. Well, we'll talk to Kevin McCarthy about that. I'm guessing he's going to use the word masterpiece. He's going to give it five, five <laughs> right. days or whatever. But we'll talk to uh, Kevin coming up at 7. John Fine, seen at 8 o'clock. And John Kime with the latest on the Washington Commanders at 9 o'clock. So we're packed on a Friday. Keep it here. We're the junkies on the fan. A little bit later in the show, coming up at 9.20 today, we're going to have our Costco cookie challenge. I went to Costco last night. Really? And I was like, you know what? Why don't I buy... They're kind of expensive. They're like two fifty. Okay. So I bought four right. cookies to Good. have a taste test at nine twenty. I don't think you've had one. I've not. They got rid of churros. They got the chocolate I mean, chip cookie. It's nice that you bought four. I think you could have bought like two and just broken them into pieces. Like you think each one of us is going to eat an entire cookie that's the size of my head? I don't want to divide don't... a cookie into quarters. <laughs> Maybe that's plus being they're cheap. very gooey. Okay. If you heat them up. Dry mm. brought up a good point. Like, I think they are meant to be heated up. Okay. Good. So, like, when you go to Costco, you get them, they're pretty warm. They're underneath, right. the, they're underneath the burner, just like uh, yeah. the pizza slices. I'm, I'm under- They've improved their game at Costco when it comes to the food. Now you have to do kiosk order. So I was going to bring that up. Like, I, f- I don't know if I like that. You don't I, like it? I, I kinda, think it's improved. I think I kind of like the, the old speed. school. You, you got to just line up and, and just pay for your food. I think mm. the kiosk throws an extra... Maybe it's more efficient. 
I think it's, it's more efficient. To me, it's a little more intimidating. I'd rather just <laughs> get in the line with the donks, get my whatever, my berry smoothie and a big gigantic slice of pizza and just be on my way. I think the kiosk has cut down on my food purchases from Costco. It's it's put a dent in it. Not that I'm a, a big, uh, I'm not at Costco all the time, but sometimes on my way out, I like to get a 20-ounce fountain soda for 59 cents and maybe a, a soft pretzel or a slice of pizza. <laughs> it's it's kind of... 69 cents. Saw it yesterday. Oh, they've, they've raised yeah. the price of the 20-ounce soda yeah, now? it's upsetting. Hmm. I wish it was a bigger cup, too, by the way. A 20-ounce soda, just throw some ice in there. You barely... <laughs> it's like three sips, Drab. I, I know I speak to you it on just this. Just wet your palate a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I mean, can we get... But you get refills. Refills? Who's I around? Re- how am I getting this a guy's refill a maniac. when I'm driving home with $400 of groceries? I, I eat there a hundred times, every time. <laughs> the weirdest, that's weird. It's not st- weird. The place was packed yesterday. <laughs> every every table full. KP. I didn't even there, eat there. Dylan ate three slices KP, of pizza. Once I get through the chaos of shopping at Costco and the line at Costco, the last thing I'm going to do is get a slice of pizza and sit down at a ramshackle chair and table set up with a billion people with their carts lining up for food. It's like a carnival in I'm going to eat it when I- it's warm versus bringing it home. And you know what? You've always talked about how crowded it is. I think you go to the same Costco I go to, the Generally, one yes. in Gaithersburg. Yeah. Last night, not crowded. Okay, but what time did you go? Probably 7 o'clock. 4.30-ish. Okay, you went late afternoon. 4.35. Go on a Saturday at uh, 1 o'clock and yeah. tell me it's not crowded. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> or any any afternoon, like at uh, noon, it's probably pretty crowded. Well, I don't think during the week at noon it's crowded. Uh, what are you guys arguing about? Costco. I don't even understand. It's, it's I know, but what are you topic? arguing about? Cakes it. is upset that, that you I ate more? there. Oh. I actually didn't eat I mean, there. My you, son ate there. If you went to Costco and yeah. went and bought $300 worth of food and electronics yeah. Yeah. and a diamond ring or whatever, yeah. You're gonna sit. You're gonna. You're, diamond buy, you're gonna buy food and then sit down in the in the the chaos that is a Costco Dude, he does, food court. He likes to sit and enjoy his food. He doesn't. He. I. I'm not that way. I. What, like fast food. I get it on the go. I'm. Moving. I mean, all I want to do. Keeping it moving. I just want to get. I want to get out the door. I want to hand my receipt. I'm with to the, you. I want to hand my receipt to the guy that doesn't really check what's in your cart, and then he marks off my receipt. And I want to go to my car and throw in my my uh, my Snapple Zero Sugar. Throw that case in there. <laughs> I want to throw in my turkey that's going to last for nine weeks of lunch meat. <laughs> I need to throw it all in the car. And then if I'm going to eat, it's going to be a slice of pizza sitting next to me on the on the passenger seat. And then my twenty ounce soda in no, no, the no. cup holder. If there's a food court, JP's going to sit down there yes, and enjoy. It. I am. Plus, I was there with my son. What I did actually mm-hmm. was while he went to the kiosk to order, he had. The dinner. Ah. All right. I haven't been eating pizza, although I definitely ate a little nub right. of his pizza. He ordered at the kiosk. I then took the cart, put all the stuff away, nice. then came back and we sat down and, you know, took oh, our time. It's a nice bonding moment. That's great. But I just, I don't think I'll ever sit down and eat at a Costco with my with my overflowing shopping cart sitting next to me. No, no. I don't. I, I Yeah. I, mean, I can't imagine a scenario at this point in my life where I'm going to sit down and eat. And I also... I feel like I have failed at life if I go through Costco and I haven't spent about three hundred dollars. Like I'm I, like because I don't I know go you I don't that. go enough 
I feel like if I go, I better get my money's worth and spend a big chunk. I was under two hundred to, $200 to last load night, up cakes. on the essentials like toilet paper, paper towels, <laughs> all you know, all the staples that you need. Oh, I had a crisis the other under day. Under two hundred last night, oh, cake. I, so you think I failed? Yeah, I you failed, failed the family. You failed, you failed a life. <laughs> I was on, I was on the toilet and I looked up and there was no toilet paper. That's poor planning on your part. For a guy that's on the toilet as much as you, you should... Hold up, this was at home. Did you just pummel the toilet here yesterday? Are you a twice-a-day guy now? Oh, sometimes. I mean, it wasn't yesterday, but I mean, of course, sometimes I have a twice. Sure. That system gets going, man. Sometimes it's hard to stop. I think I have a pretty good system. (laughs) I mean, mean, you know. So what did you do? I screamed at my daughter. I said, I need help. That's gross. She had I mean, to go in the garage. I mean, we had it all in the they, garage. You know, they need to bail you out in times of need. So she opened the door and she just threw them in. You know. Got it. She threw in like four Man, or five. But the, again, that's that's the first thing you should check before you you start. Well, doing honestly, your I kind of take it for granted. I kind of take okay. for granted that there would be toilet paper there. Right. I actually mm. was a little bit bitter <laughs> that somebody else didn't address the situation. Sure. I mean, it should be addressed. We're in, we're in a crisis here. Yeah. So we mentioned Cliff Kingsbury yesterday. Both Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr., the defensive coordinator, were introduced to the press yesterday and had press conferences right around 2.30. And we're going to go through some of the clips, give us uh, your thoughts. But I talked about how Kingsbury said that he believes offenses need to evolve, Mm -hmm. much like the college basketball and NBA game are evolving with three-pointers. And... Let's play clip number seven. He talks about the evolution of the air raid offense because he's known for the leech air raid system, but he's saying that it's not just that. Yeah, at Texas Tech, um, University of Houston, you know, we had Case Keenum and Patrick Mahomes, so we were throwing it a ton, and it was spread offense just like a lot of those are. You get in the NFL, you you learn the nature of that game and and the different personnel groups and um, the matchups and and things like that, and I'm not sure where we – were on on pass percentage my last three years there, but I, I know it wasn't at the top. Um, so we want to be balanced. We want to be able to run the football and, and uh, play action pass and um, really do whatever it takes to win. But the air raid deal is, is you know, I'm honored to be a part of that because it was Mike Leach, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for him, but uh, I wouldn't categorize anything we do under that name. Yeah, he definitely was good distancing himself <laughs> from that label. Um, and, you know, I think because he wanted to emphasize balance, so that was cool. And no problem with you that. You can't be stubborn and just have a system. He also talks about the key attributes an offense needs to be successful in the NFL. It's cut 18. And look, the the rep going in is pass happy, air raid. But as we dove deeper into the stats, it turns out he is kind of a guy who has balanced offenses and likes to run the football. Here's him talking about what the offense needs. Yeah, first and foremost, being able to adapt to your personnel, um, do what you do best, and don't ask them to do things they can't do. And uh, we have a staff that is all in agreement on that and takes pride in that. So we're going to build this thing together and be collaborative as we put it together and just make sure we're putting our guys in the best situation possible. Um, you got to be able to, you know, run the football in four minutes, and you got to be able to throw it in two minutes. You saw that game come down to it a couple times the other night. Um, that's how these games come down to. And, and so um, more than anything, just making sure we're putting those position, those players in a position to be successful. He's just a soft-spoken dude. He's not going to give you anything. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what he comes up with. He's got a varied background. Did he um, have a tell on potentially the quarterback he'll draft? Let's play cut number 11. Who can interpret it? Uh, the Chiefs quarterback. 
That'd help. Uh, no. Um, I do think the game, as you can see, you watch those guys, Brock and him at the end, like when the money's on the table, you got to be able to make some plays um, with your feet, move around enough to escape a bad play. And it doesn't mean you got to run like Lamar or Kyler Murray, but you better be able to move a little bit and um, buy yourself some time because the, the D-line, the rushes, the defense these days are so good. And, and then the intangibles, you know, you want that – player to be the hardest worker on your team you want him to lead those guys um each and every day when when he shows up in the building you want him to lift the building up and um that's why those guys make the type of money they do i'm actually glad that his joke fell flat because mm. you can't you can't go through life like him being all dreamy and handsome and getting comp to ryan and, and be funny and be an offensive genius and get paid millions of dollars and be funny too so i'm glad i'm glad that joke didn't go over in the room. It got very sparse laughs. If you had to guess, what quarterback does Cliff Kingsbury want in what he described? It's Caleb I, Williams. I mean, I think if, if he if, <laughs> yeah. if he had the number one pick, he would take Caleb Williams. They have the number two pick. Maybe Williams but is probably going to be also describes Jaden Daniels. To me, I mean, I can't get Jaden Daniels off my brain. Yep, you're Caleb, Caleb. I mean, I'm not trading up for Caleb. For Caleb, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I don't think this organization is trading up I'm not, for him I'm not trading up for a guy barely six feet. I mean, I think Drake May fits the picture from everything I've Drake heard. Drake May is athletic. Watching the highlight tape. Yeah, I think Drake May is athletic. I think that what, I'm, what I like is just the ability at any point. Explosiveness. For him to salvage a, a down, salvage a series with those legs. And you're going to need to run like hell here because our offensive line, until proven otherwise, is so. I yeah, I'm intrigued by Jaden Daniels. I hope if they don't go, I kind of hope they pick him because I think he'll be fun to watch. Uh, Drake May may end up being a better quarterback. I don't know. I think you'd be bummed if they take Drake May at number two. Well, I'm going to root for him. Hundred oh, percent. I'll be all in. Pick, but I'll I'm, be all in. It's but clear that you want you want you some Jaden Daniels. I in want your life. that explosiveness. <laughs> yeah. I want that guy that can literally the play can fall apart and he can actually scoot for eighty and take a disastrous series and turn it around mm-hmm. and turn the game upside down. Could it be interesting? I saw something with the odds of the number two pick, and it was something like sixty three percent Drake May. So. I think it was FanDuel, FanDuel mm-hmm. odds. So he's still the favorite over Jaden Daniels, but there's more and more discussion about Jaden Daniels moving up the draft board and being that number two pick. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you've got to remember, those 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 are all sort of – I know that Vegas is good at setting the line and stuff, but on this kind of stuff, they're not so good. They had like Biennemi as like a favorite to be the OC here, or the <laughs> head coach here. You know, um, I kind of disrespect that. So on the other side of the ball, Joe Witt Jr. has quite a different personality than Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, he actually has one. We didn't know that much about him going in. He is uh, a Dan Quinn guy. Let's play clip number three, him talking about the type of play he wants to see on the field. Uh, One thing I could tell you, um, like Dan said, it's more about the play style than anything else. Okay, We're going to get that right first and, and... one thing that we're going to do, we're going to be a run and hit defense, all right? Uh, we're going to run, and, and, and I just told this to our staff, the defensive staff, we had our first staff meeting. Um, the way that we live is not for everybody, okay? It's not, all right? Because we're going to run and put our bodies on people in a violent manner, all right? And so 
we're going to get that play style right first. Right? And then the structure of what we do um, don't really don't really doesn't really matter. You know, three four four three. Um, everybody really plays the same coverages to some point. All right, uh, the structure doesn't matter to me. The main thing that matters to me is: Are we going to be arriving violently? All right, and we're going to turn the ball over. All right, we're going to make sure we disrupt these quarterbacks. I like it. You got me sold. <laughs> I, I like. I like. I'm the all sound in. Of that. Ready to run through a brick wall for him. <laughs> doing almost a, a Dave Campbell bit. He bit. didn't say biting kneecaps, but yeah, I mean, you want that. I wonder if a guy like Emmanuel Forbes will fit into a system, somebody well, who's so slight and it's skinny. A little, it's a little different, but Emmanuel Forbes is not afraid to mix it up. The, the, I'm telling you, the guy I'm most intrigued with, and people mock me, is Jamin Davis. I don't mock you at all. He's he a physical is freak. a athlete, a great athlete, and he hasn't done anything really at this level, but maybe a guy like him can can find a way to harness that ability. Turn him into a mini uh, Micah Parsons light. That would be fantastic. That'd that would be, be best incredible. case scenario. If that, best case scenario. If that could happen. Now, obviously, I know it's it's unlikely, but man, he's got physical tools, and and maybe a guy like uh, Joe Witt could bring it out of him. Since you mentioned Micah Parsons, he mentioned him as he was talking about the defensive scheme. It's cut twelve. You know, Micah is a unicorn, so he, he's a little bit different, but it doesn't take a unicorn to, to be creative, all right? Um, I like to think of our defense, um, and even going back to Green Bay, as sort of a positionalist defense, because, and just follow me with this here. Um, you can take a Micah Parsons and, and put him down, put him at linebacker in the four down spacing, or you can put him at a, um, in and five down spacing, okay? Or you could take a J. Ron Curse, who we've had as a safety, a Buffalo nickel, um, and then you can put him in a linebacker type spacing. It changes the ID for the centers when you do that. It changes that point, and, and depending on is Micah out there with four bigs, or how they're going to consider him? Are they going to put the back on him? If, good luck if you want to. All right, are you going to slide to him? So, well, we have some guys here that that we feel that can create some real matchup problems with people, and um, we're gonna you're gonna hear me talk about feed the studs. Uh, you got to earn your right to be a stud, so we can design things particularly for you. It's, it's got to be exciting, especially if you're like Allen and Payne, and maybe they'll move those guys around a little bit, shake things up, design something specifically for them. But like, it's, there was some of that, but you didn't see a lot of that. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with you saying that they need to figure it out with Jamin Davis because just unlock his potential. Can these coaches unlock his if potential? If you look at what he did at the Combine and what Micah Parsons did at the Combine, athletically, you can make the argument that Davis is a, 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 a tad uh, more athletic. You know, you're, you're, you're splitting In some hairs. categories. Sure. You're splitting hairs, yep. but he's more explosive with his vertical, with his long, long jump. A lot of those things. I mean, there's there are tools there. 800-636-1067 is the number on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines. You want to chime in on anything? You can also text us on the Thompson Creek Windows text machine. Standard message and data charge may apply. You can always tweet us at Junks Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106, 7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV, 910 and 105.1 The Fan in Richmond. And we are streaming live on the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. Kevin McCarthy's going to join us to talk movies coming up at 7. Dune 2 is a big one. I saw great reviews about that. What's that about again? <laughs> You know what? It's not your cup yeah. of tea. I know, but just what is it about? It's like 10 It's like seconds. a futuristic sci-fi it's a, type it's movie. It's a sci-fi epic film. You would have no interest yeah. in Star Wars. I saw yeah. the, the first. You would have 
zero interest. Well, remember, I did like Interstellar. Interstellar but it's not so much. Yeah, I don't think it's, this is not Interstellar. It's like, uh, yeah. It's, it's like Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not into Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It's not your thing. Definitely not into Star Wars. Not your thing. Not for you. Yeah. So I'm not that familiar with these people, but Drabby put this story in, and I heard you guys debating this during mm-hmm. the break. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Evans is a YouTube star. Okay. I'm familiar with Chris Evans, who played Captain America. Definitely more familiar with that person. Mm-hmm. And Melissa Stratton is an adult film star. Okay. And oh. apparently they were in a relationship. Well, now I need to do a deep dive. I need to sample her work. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing the filter here is taking Friday off. They were so. at the Super Bowl together. Okay. But... Sean Evans apparently has ended his romance with the porn star. Let me ask a quick question. Is he the guy that hosts the show where, like, he has a celebrity come in and he's scorching hot wings? You've seen it everywhere. Yeah, Yeah. I've seen it. I've never watched watched a full episode, but I know he he pulls big sillies. Like, was Sidney Sweeney on the show with him recently? I think that was a week or a couple weeks ago. The whole bit is they sit down and they eat hot wings. Paul Rudd's been on. Like, he... Yeah, most famous people. Brad yeah. Pitt, I think, has been yeah. on, on the show. Massive right. success. He found, he found a little niche. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. So he turned into a celebrity himself. Mm-hmm. And recently he's been dating, which I think is a pretty hot porn star. I'd never even heard of her until okay. yesterday. Yeah, she looks pretty did, attractive. Did, did some research. she got a hot body. <laughs> Let me go uh-huh. on to old Google Incognito. Melissa Stratton. And I think they've been dating for a while, but yeah, they went to the Super Bowl together, out and about. But then... TMZ reported they were dating on Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> like had not nobody knew that publicly. Yeah. And he immediately called her and broke up with her <laughs> over the phone. <laughs> now that's a weird that's a bizarre way to break up with somebody. Like now depending on how long they've been dating, I don't know yeah, how do long we know how long they were dating. That, that, that feel like a few months. That tells me that they haven't been dating very long cuz if you if you have any respect for the person <laughs> that you're with, like you break up face to face. You don't break up over the phone. Maybe I think a lot text. of people. Take, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I'm out they, of the game. maybe, maybe I think in they do 2024. Maybe that's the way. I think it's are a lot more now. done than you think. Cakes. The question is. Yeah. Why would you date a porn star if you're famous? Right. If you don't want people to know you're dating a porn star, and he, if you're embarrassed, he has it. to know it's eventually going to get out. Of course. Or he, like no, his mommy found out. His TMZ or whatever blew it up, and now all of a sudden his mommy knows who he's dating, and he had to get out. <laughs> Do you think that he was just trying to tell his mommy that this was just a regular girl he met? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here, hey, meet Melissa. Hi, mommy. Yeah. Hi, mommy. His mommy, Hi, mommy. Out, and he had to mommy get out. Mommy doesn't approve. Or his father threatened him. Uh, that's the only thing I can think. What else? I mean, she's an actress. She's an actress. <laughs> you can't sell it as she's an actress. Because that's, he that's was he putting to pics mommy. himself, right? Or she was. Who was put she was posting pics on Twitter. Yeah, but she got approval from him, they said. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I guess she's been talking to the media, but So so here's what the conversation devolved into. And it's this is an interesting take by Drab. Drab, can I say this? I think I can say this. Drab said he always thought the dream was to to uh date a porn star. Like that's kind of the guy dream. You're being macho and you're thinking about it when you're like a teenager. never my guy dreamed to date a porn star. Like I mean, dating honestly, sounds serious, but I think if you were just single and you're not. I think star? if you're just bang single. A, bang a porn yeah, star, yeah, yeah. I think, if is you're every single, guy's dream. 
<laughs> and you're just in a phase of trying to hook up. Yeah. Porn star is just much, another one. I had too much OCD. I'd have to pour rubbing alcohol all over the girl. <laughs> and most of them have, you know, fantastic bodies. Sure. I guess. I don't know. Also, that's you, not... you feel like you might be coming up short. Hey, when you're doing that, I don't think you're really worried about her. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true, but... Uh... All right, take your married minds out of it. Yeah, Everyone I, loves it's hard. Their wives, but say you're 20 years old and like 20. I think you'd love and, it. And, and, you, and Tara Patrick is into cakes. <laughs> we <laughs> have Tara Patrick in studio. That's right. Big, they're big jugs. With her yeah. husband. She's got a crush Evan, on you. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. No yeah. other guy does anything for her. Yeah. yeah. And she, she's just dialed in. Yeah. The way you play that replay machine gets me so horny. It's like the, cakes. I the white shoes you're wearing into work. <laughs> yeah. I have a white shoe fetish. We had. White shoes and beanies. Yeah, hey, when this show was at into, its peak. I'm your guy. When we were at its peak guy talk phase. Yeah. Okay. Late 90s, early 2000s. And we had literally every famous porn star you can think of. We also had low-end porn stars, like well, local porn yeah, stars. Yeah, right. too. When we had them all in. Ran the gamut. None of them really did anything. The only one that, I'm telling you, made me question my whole lot in life. Was Janine Lindemuller. <laughs> she came in and her speech by her. She was her face. She's I'm very telling pretty. you, was right up there with. Be- now, if you look at her now, she looks like she's been run over by 18, 18 wheelers. <laughs> I think there were a okay? couple though. But she was yeah. a twenty out of ten. Her face. I can't remember she the name. She hadn't ruined herself with tattoos yet. She was gorgeous. Well, well, I can't remember the name. One time we had like four of them show up at once. And like one or two of them were really pretty. Well, we, I mean, we had a, we had some we had Jenna Jameson pretty much in her prime too. Yeah, and she yeah. was still plasticky. And, yeah, but and, what if Janine? What if Janine says, uh, "Eb, you're so uh, the way you talk on air is an aphrodisiac." Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this let's her, go to let's go to lunch. This is her. This uh, is sing, like the single Blink Eb two album cover era. This is like prime. Yeah. No, I know. Like when yeah, she yeah, came yeah. in, I just don't what's think that breezeway? I, I just I can't. I don't think I can put myself there because I love your puffy red coat. I just think they all have diseases. <laughs> I think it'd be a fun ride. I mean, if I was single in the hypothetical world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Single 20 I mean, even if yes, it, even what sucks is because I can't even remember the last time I had to use protection. I would use protection, of course. Oh, yeah. Mm. You definitely So that have would to. take away a little bit, but I think it would be fun. Uh, you know what? At 20, I might roll. I might. Oh, <laughs> you roll the dice. <laughs> roll the bones. <laughs> I might. At the 20 year old, you're a gambler. Yeah. You, protection. A, I'm a, in the words of Rick Bauman, I'm a gambling mother effort. Yeah. And I'm 20. Well, and I don't care that much. Cakes. And I'm probably hammered okay yeah. i'm rolling the bones the, these porn stars that nowadays <laughs> yeah. they're tested every every two days yeah, but yeah they, but I, I, I have questions about the testing. They, still, a lot of questions. They, they all get all the small ones they all get the gonorrhea yeah, and all please. that <laughs> yeah. ufc fighters get tested for steroids too <laughs> please yeah, yeah, that testing stuff <laughs> yeah. i mean they do it i'm gonna raise but, an eyebrow to the testing but again 20 year old me not gonna care about the testing they've had all the antibiotics not gonna care about it too much at 20 yeah uh, Sean I know Evans, my brain was like a twenty. He, I guess. So what you're saying is he broke up with her because he didn't like it I, going public, right? That's what. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and then he it looks like, like I'm seeing a picture where they're like shopping or something. It didn't well, look... they were somewhat public, but I think when TMZ now picks it up, now yeah. it becomes a big deal. And then, yeah. then Adam Twenty Two is is holding oh, it over, holding response. it over your head. His that, response is pretty funny. Oh, his he said, "Your blank. Uh, congratulations, her blank is fire." Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, he <laughs> knows. I saw that. Yeah, he knows a first-hand account. Uh, 20 <laughs> times. That's hilarious. Um, you know what? Maybe, it, and I'm not familiar. I've read about the hot ones or whatever. I've read about this whole thing. I've never yeah. seen an episode. But if it's as big as you guys say, and it sounds like it's pretty big, he's probably making a boatload of cash I'm, off it. I guess. Maybe he's afraid of losing sponsors. Could that be it? I don't know. Could I don't it, know how that works for him. Could he? Is he afraid? Maybe he... Does he have a wholesome reputation on the on the hot ones? Like, do they have kids that watch it? Yeah, I have no sure. idea. For sure, I didn't know this guy was a porno freak. <laughs> right. Yesterday, so maybe he's just trying to protect his brand. I'm looking at yeah. some of his videos. Mm-hmm. He's got one with Kevin Hart, thirty-seven go million views. Well, if he's got thirty-seven million views, the guy's uh, you know he's he's worth fifty million bucks. Right. He's got one he's with. Loaded. Uh, looks like from NSYNC, 6.5 million views. He wants to stay mainstream. He doesn't want to go down that Adam 22 road. That's what I'm thinking. Right. It's too late. He's the the porn star guy now. (laughs) (laughs) He's perfect. No, he might have got, he might have been able to get out of it. I mean, it'll always, it'll always be there, but he needs to now, he needs to date like a Disney star or something. Like he need, a lot of perverts in here. Not uh, a Hannah Montana. One. No, but I mean, you know what I mean. Like someone with a wholesome, wholesome, yeah. ho- a wholesome star. All right, coming up next, we will talk some movies. Kevin McCarthy from Fox Five Entertainment Reporter joins us here on the Junkies. Welcome back, Junkies. Come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster downloads speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM in Richmond, and we are streaming live on the Odyssey app. You can take us on the go with that Odyssey app, download it, and you can listen to the junkies wherever you are. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network, brought to you by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the junkies. Running the three-man show today with Jason out, it's EB, Cakes, and JP. But joining us right now on the Beckyard Guest Hotline, as he often does on Fridays at this time, it is KP. Kevin McCarthy, entertainment reporter for Fox 5. Hey, Kevin. Kevin. Good morning, guys. What, I, I, did you guys wake up uh, this morning and under your pillow you were just sleeping on Caitlin Clark? I don't know what you guys are doing with your lives. <laughs> no, it's not Caitlin Clark. Are okay. you now expanding your sports <laughs> knowledge oh, yeah, into women's college basketball? 
Well, after football ended, I mean, this is the first time I've ever had to, like, you know, I've watched the full season of football and been, like, emotionally invested in it. I don't know what to do now with my life. <laughs> Join like, the I, like, I, I miss it. I, I'm, like, now I'm, like, looking for, like, Steph Curry games and, 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 like, Lakers games. And, like, I'm, like, I'm like watching all these, like, random things. I'm waiting for the draft. Why don't you go to the gym? Why don't you exercise or something? <laughs> I do. I do go to the gym. But, dude, when I'm in the gym, I watch ESPN the whole time I'm there. I'm just watching all the analysis. I mean, I just I get so psyched. How was your Super Bowl party? Oh, dude. I actually had a really good time. I mean, no joke, no bits. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, it was nice having Drab over. Shorts came over. CK came over. It was just a nice I, I got to tell you guys, like over the years, like like this whole idea, I've always kind of been, you know, I'm a movie guy, but sports is something I've never really kind of latched onto just emotionally. But having like friends over to watch the game and then being invested in the game, it was just exciting. I, I it was, I was honestly the best football game I've ever seen. I will say I that just, Ke- Kevin is the world's greatest host. Oh, really? No offense okay. to JP, he hosts great mm-hmm. parties yeah. too. But Kevin he is. He had four people. I know, no, no, but <laughs> Kevin's. How do I? You know how he's neurotic? Yeah, sure. He yeah. wants he's, to make sure you always have a drink He's full. obsessed with you making sure that you're having a good time. It's perfect. He doesn't so want you to leave. he's constantly saying, what can I get you? What can right. I get you? What do you need? Here, yeah. let me get you this pillow. Let me right. get you. It, it, it was like I was being pampered yeah. the whole time. He's like yeah. a concierge. Yeah. It was great. And then in the middle of that, like they, they, I'd be offering that, and all of a sudden, Bosa would get a huge stop. I'd be like, oh, my God. I was, like, <laughs> freaking out because, dude, it was. I mean, at, you can ask Drab. I mean, it was like that was one of the most thrilling experiences I've ever had in sports just because I've never been that emotionally invested in the season. And then having the guys over, there was like eight people there. Kevin my buddy the just best game he's ever seen. He's seen like 10 games. So <laughs> no, honestly, dude, no, I watched four games every, uh, every week, every week during the NFL. And I that know. Was, I know. You're so what are you, what are you going to do now? now? What are you going to do now? Well, now I'm just waiting for the draft, baby. I'm, 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 I want to see where JJ McCarthy ends up. I want to see where uh, Penix Jr. ends up. I want to hey, see. I want to see where. Yeah, can I'm we excited. do something? Hey, why, can yeah, we, I'm brainstorming with you. I know. Can exactly. we have Kevin do a quarterback breakdown? Yeah, quarterback film reviews. With <laughs> he Kevin. can replace me. Absolutely, <laughs> Kevin. Oh, you want to do that? Uh, dude, I'm, dude, you kidding me? I'm. Listen, I've. You be the football. Mel Kiper of the show. You do a film breakdown. Film breakdown yeah. of each. <laughs> Of the top three or four quarterback prospects, Caleb, um, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. You could throw in Drew JJ. Eight, eight, eight millimeter film breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Is Drew Aller going going this year? No, that's next year. You know who you know who I'm sized for? Who's it? Brock who, who do you Bowers. Dude, <laughs> the tight end. We haven't talked about that. That photo of him where he looks like the biggest dork. He did look the, like a mega dork country, in that like, photo. Like his knees were knocking. Yeah. And, yeah, but you put the one, you know, the one, I couldn't. I can't get over it. I can't. I Brock couldn't draft and, that guy. You talking about Brock Bowers and uh, and uh, Gronkowski? That picture? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get he looks like one of your relatives. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys sleep on uh, JJ McCarthy? I think he's. Gonna I don't sleep kill. on him. I actually think he could be a beast. I think so too, dude. I, listen, I, I, I know you guys get annoyed myself about this. I know, <laughs> but, but he, he can't give a real review because, like his movies, he's going to love everything. No, I'm not. Yeah, dude. can you be critical? You ready? You ready for my review of Madam Webb? Let's let's roll into that. <laughs> All right, what's your? I want to go. I want to go back to doing something we started a couple weeks ago. Why don't you give us your rating first, and then you can tell us about the movie. What was Madam Webb? All right, Madam Webb is a glorious zero point five out of five. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> that might be the lowest rating. Have you ever given a movie a zero? 
Oh, dude, I used to give negative fives on your show when I first started out. <laughs> All right, so point five out wow. of five. Brutal. And this has a decent cast, right? Yeah, so here's the thing. I take no pleasure in in giving a movie a horrible review. But there's some times when you watch a film and you just go, how the hell did this get made? It is one of the worst films I have ever seen in my life. And I, I, one of the things that's fascinating about this movie is every person involved is generally talented. I mean, Dakota Johnson, I love watching her. I, I love uh, Emma Roberts. I think Sydney Sweeney's incredible. Amazing on Euphoria. Amazing on uh, White Lotus. Why do I, I mean, keep hearing this Sydney Sweeney? I discovered Sweeney Sydney Sweeney and White Lotus. <laughs> Everyone's Hello, talking about I her. discovered her. No. And, and everyone, no. She's like super hot, I was right? in on her first. She's, she's, got the, she's from Spokane. I've been on her for years. <laughs> All right. Maybe I was second to the party. I was second behind Drab. She might be the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. I, like, I, I, she's I, your I, I don't even know what her face looks like. <laughs> Dude, she is also – here's the cool thing about her. Do you know she repairs cars? If you go to, like, uh, TikTok, she has a, a thing called Sid's Garage. What we do? She <laughs> sure puts together, like, vintage cars. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. She's just awesome. How old is she? Anyways, what's, what, how old is, what's her deal? Dumb grandma. Maybe 30. I'm guessing. She's got some yeah, tickles, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah. No, that's her, that's her bit. Notice. That's yes. her bit. That's her bit. All yeah. right, so point five. It's not even worth talking about. It has a good cast. What about the uh, no, Bob wait, wait, how, how, Hold on. How does Sydney look in the movie? Well, no. I like, mean, can, I, can I get every, there? Every single, every single person in the movie. I'm not even going to answer that. Um, every <laughs> single person yes. in the movie. The movie is awful. Everybody, and, and here's the thing. I, I would just skip it. And I, I listen. I don't. I think that every person sets out to make good movies, and every person wants to make something good. Just things happen in the in the filming process, in the editing process, in the writing process. But this movie is a special kind of awful, and I would just just skip it. It's so bad, unfortunately. So is it a Marvel movie? Yes, it's budget yeah, by the way, yeah, eighty so, million. It's going to fall way short of that. Yeah. Uh, JP, I'm glad you asked that because it, it is important to bring that up. So people are wondering where this falls into the Marvel world. So what's happening with superhero movies, and I cover this for a living, I'm confused now where the hell everything lines up because there's so many different universes and multiverses and things like that. This movie does not exist in the same universe as the other Marvel films that you've been seeing, with it, whether or not it be Spider-Man. So this or is Avengers. in the trash universe because it's a tr- it's, it's terrible trash. movie. It's, it's kind of like like when they made Venom, for example. Venom wasn't originally in the in the universe, and then they connected it with like a with a with a, a credit scene later on. I mean, Eric, you know all about this, right? With like the stingers and the Marvel films, <laughs> and kind of how like they connect. Um, no, but this movie has nothing to do with it with the Marvel Cinematic. All right, let's universe. not get in the weeds uh, on it. You said it's terrible. A point five from Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> that is brutal. All right, the uh, Bob Marley movie. Uh, yeah, Bob Marley. So Bob Marley is called One Love. I the guy actually, that we have in the studio all the time, not that guy, <laughs> the other Bob Marley. <laughs> That's Who's pretty other, funny, actually. Who's the other Bob Marley? You mean the old Bob Marley, the reggae star? Yeah. Oh, there's like a documentary about him or something. <laughs> no, it's a uh, no. feature film. Oh, okay. For people out there listening, when I first started on your show, you guys used to have nobody cares a bunch of com- you, you know used to have a bunch of comedians on your show, and I uh, before I started interviewing celebrities or meeting right. people that were like uh, movie stars, when you had Bob Marley in, <laughs> I was freaking out because i loved boondock saints 
And I remember him coming in the studio, and you guys would have him on a lot. But anyway, different Bob Marley. Um, so this is basically, it's a biopic in a way, but not necessarily like a birth to death biopic. It's more about a specific moment in Bob Marley's life where he was, you know, his life was being threatened and he wanted to do a concert for unity. Um, and what's interesting about this film is Kingsley ben who plays Bob Marley, is fantastic. And Lashana Lynch, who plays his wife, uh, Rita, is fantastic. The movie isn't as good as they are in the film, but there are enough moments where he is so great that it's worth seeing. I just don't think that the movie did him justice. Um, one thing I will say, and you guys know this, as you get older, you start to reflect a lot on life. I didn't know Bob Marley died at 36. I knew he died young, but I didn't know he died at 36. And the guy who plays Bob Marley was 36 when he played him. And there's just something coincidental and interesting about that to me. Um, but overall, I mean, like, it's, it's well done, and it's going to make a lot of money this weekend. And obviously, Bob Marley's legacy lives on forever. I mean, he's been, he's been passed away for years now. But it is, it is truly – I think he would have been, like, 70-something recently. Um, but, yeah, he, it, it, the movie's good. It, it's just that he's better. So I give it a three and a half out of five. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was just decent, but if you're a Bob Marley fan, there are some moments where he really becomes Bob Marley. I mean, he really does become him on screen. The movement is incredible. And I know you guys don't care about, like, inside filmmaking details, but, like, there, there's there's this thing called a movement coach in, in when you're making movies. And, like, the guy who played Elvis, Austin Butler, and the guy who played Freddie Mercury used this movement coach called Polly Bennett, who basically just teaches the actor exactly how to move, like, the musician live. That's why those movements look so good when you watch them. So she really captured that element for Kingsley Benadier. So I, I was I was very impressed with him. Sounds and that's like a scam I'm... career to me. All right, movement so 3.5 stars for One Love, 0.5 for Madam Webb. That is yeah, brutal. I, hey, just real quick, I'll say, since you're talking about a, a, a movie that has to do with movie on Netflix, they have, and I forget what it's called, the We Are the World documentary. It's pretty yo, yeah, good. Yeah, I haven't watched heard it. about that. It's pretty good. I also, I also, be up your alley, I also want to give a shout out, by the way, to the best acting I've seen in a long time. This is a five out of five star performance. Um, did you see the, the the look on Patrick Mahomes' face when they did the coin flip uh, for the overtime, uh, and he, when he realized that they were going to win the game, he was, look at look at his face. It was so silly. He knew he was going to win the moment that coin toss was decided. I got so excited. I'm not sure if I like sports fan Kevin. <laughs> I mean, he, he really is annoying. All right, I mean, Kevin, we'll talk to you next week. No, call me call me KJ McCarthy because it's Kevin Joseph McCarthy. So I'm now KJ McCarthy on your show. I get size for Please KJ. Stop. All right, That's Kevin McCarthy, Listen, Fox 5. The, the, the Michigan quarterback. He's oh, doing a JJ. bit with that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my all, right, all right, Kevin. All right, we got John Feinstein coming up at 8 o'clock. John <laughs> Kime at 9. And our Costco <laughs> cookie challenge coming up at 9.20. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Coming up at 7.45, we're going to debut a new segment, and we need your help. We've kind of quit on the Junkies Weekend Parlay. We tapped out. Yes. I think we're going to do it at 8.20, by the way. Okay. We're going to do it at 8.20? Yeah. All right. It gives us a little more time. It gives the listeners a little more time, but let's explain. So we did hit two parlays along the way in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But to say we've been on a cold streak... 
is doing a disservice to cold streaks. It absolutely is. I think we went 0 for 2023. Yeah, it's not great. On the Junkies weekend parlay. Not happy about and that. And with football season behind us, we thought, you know what? We don't have to do it every weekend or every week. Um, let's just lay off the weekend parlay. But we thought about doing something different. Uh, Drab said, why don't we try $10 to 10K? which people try online, but we'll do it with the listeners. And so the listeners, we're going to implore you to sell us mm-hmm. on your best weekend play, and then we'll go with it, and then we're going to try and, and double not, up. Right. It's not a parlay. It's just a game that's going to hit. Correct. Right? We're trying to hit 10 in a row. Right. So we don't care as much about the odds, right? It's got to at least be even money. Got to be about even money. Even money or a little bit worse, I guess, or better. Right around there, or a little better. And you call in. We'll take, like, I don't know, five, six, eight callers. The best caller that sells us. We Mm -hmm. might take 50 callers. (laughs) Yeah. If it's going well. Bunch of DJs out there. Well, then you're watering watering it down too much. Well, we'll see. I'm just telling you. I think this could be a good segment. I think so, too. It's a good idea. I like it. And then we'll vote or whoever will yeah. pick the best play, and yeah. that will be our play for the weekend. And Every, everybody yeah. will be rooting for the same game all weekend. Yep. We're, we stand united. Now, hold on. A united front. If we hit the 10K, do we have to give it to the listeners? No. They're just giving us no, their No, they're paid in ADs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's their payment? I like that. I, right. like, I like the sound of that. Okay. Like they're riding with it's us. A we get it's real a different currency. listener every week. If, okay, but, or, or it could be the same one. Or it could who, be the same guy because they just hit the winner, and now we'll put it this way. They get the first call the next week. I like that. They get the first call. And then if we still they get like, like a their fast pick, pass. they get a fast pass. Yeah. And if we like their pick, we go with them. Otherwise, we still get others. But we reserve the right to not like their pick yeah. and listen to other This is a democracy. We'll vote on, on the play that we like. The Definitely. Best, based off of who sells us the best. All right. So, again, it's not a parlay. It's just one guaranteed even money or better winner. It's a progressive play for us. Right. Right. So right, you we're come try up, and take ten to twenty first. You try to sell us on you, you're th- and maybe we'll give it, will we give them ads on Twitter and we'll say so and so gave us this pick. We're riding with it, of course. Yeah, yeah. So if you want a little ad on Twitter, little attention dollars, we'll uh, we'll mention you and we'll we'll all ride or die with it. And we'll put the real dollars in our bank accounts. Right. All right. So you want to do that at eight <laughs> twenty? Yeah, eight twenty because I think it could bleed into another segment. Okay. Unless people will just suck. Then it won't. I remember doing fatties for almost a decade, and fatties was fantastic, particularly when we did it on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had callers doing shtick, recording stuff, joning on each other. It was awesome, but eventually it did fade. This is a different mm-hmm. presentation, essentially giving us your fatties. Right, but we're actually going to bet it. So I like it. I think it works. All right, we'll try and run. Hey, I'm down with running 10 bucks to 10K. Uh, it'd be fantastic. How many times do you have to hit it? 10, 11 times? How many times is it? depends on the odds of your plays, right? Well, no, if it's even money. It's even money. It's it's even money. How many times? 10 to 20, 20 to 40, 40 to 80, 80 80 to 160, 160, 320, 320. How many times do you have to hit it? 10. 10 times? Yeah. Okay. Because once you get to to 5K, obviously, then it's only one more. 25, one more. Yeah. But if we got 5K, I'm going (laughs) to. That's that's what it's going to be. Chop. Like uh, <laughs> chop and or stop, but if it's ten Ks in the title, then we may have to go go for the full ten K. All right. So earlier on the show, we played a couple of clips from uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the new Commanders offense coordinator. Some clips from uh, Joe Witt Jr., the new defensive coordinator. 
The staffs have been filled out. Which side of the ball are you more excited about, Cakes? Just based on the coaches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really have to ask me that, JP. I'm always more excited about the offensive side of the ball. And the anything that's going to help the offense score between 25 and 28 points per game, that's what gets me excited. I, I love the, the energy and the, the excitement that Joe Witt is bringing because Kingsbury isn't that dynamic of a personality. But I'm always going to be more excited about I'm, the offensive side of the ball. And, I, and I'm like most people, I think. I think when I think about football, I think about offense. Sure. And clearly, I'm, I'm excited to see what Kingsbury can do with the offense. I do think he's an innovative mind, and he's had a lot of different experiences, and he's worked with a lot of great quarterbacks. So I am intrigued to see what he can do. But I, And I'm not just doing a different bit. I'm almost equally excited to see what Witt can do with the defense because I'm so intrigued. I'm so intrigued with like Micah Parsons' development, Dallas's defense, the way Quinn had Seattle going. I'm just, I'm really intrigued, and we're the worst. We're so bad, and but and I'm just, I feel like, I feel like Jack. By the way, if you notice, no one's hired Jack. No one's hired Ron. Goes without saying, no one's hired being like uh, that staff we had here was hot garbage. Ron's <laughs> done a great. couple of interviews, gar- interviews, whatever. Hot garbage, and. I will say this. I thought when Ron took over the last five or six games, first time he started coaching here in four years, he he did bring a little bit more pressure. He ramped it up a little bit, had nothing to lose. But Jack was so boring as a D coordinator. And it worked for two years out of the four. Yeah, he had two good seasons. Two, two years out of the four it worked, but it, was, it wasn't really bend but don't break, but maybe it was kind of a version of that. It just was not aggressive. I feel like we got guys here that are going to unleash – Whatever talent that we acquire. I think the combination of Dan Quinn to Joe Wood Jr. from what I've heard, and ultimately it doesn't mean anything, but from what I've heard, they're really focusing on turnovers. Yeah. That's exciting football. I think they're willing to give up plays plays. throughout a game if they can get game-changing plays. And that that was like the big reason why Forbes was drafted. He's supposed to be a guy that like just flips the field, pick sixes, exciting defensive plays. Well, remember, when he took some chances... And it was, you know, and some of them were ill-advised. It didn't work out for him. Yeah. He got benched. Right. That's what they drafted him for. <laughs> right. He took some chances on some balls, and then they benched him. They benched right. him for being a ball hawk, for, and that's what he was. For being the re- the exact reason why you drafted him. So that's I'm actually, what you were looking for. And I, I don't watch football through the lens of a defensive, like, minded guy by any stretch. I'm like most fans. I like to see you air it out, score touchdowns, score a ton of points like cakes. But also, I can get excited by, like, a defense that causes turnovers, that pressures the quarterback, that plays like the Niners did in that first quarter of the Super Bowl. I mean, that was exciting to watch. It was There weren't a lot of points scored. In fact, there might have been none. Well, because uh, McCaffrey fumbled. But all the pressure mm-hmm. that Bosa and Chase and those guys were providing. If you I, have that an was impactful defense that is scoring, now, de- defensive scores are fluky. They're hard like, to what, come Like by. what Deron Bland did this past year. Right. It's fluky. He's not going to do that year in, year out. But if the Although sort of in his system that, the year before, Diggs did it. The sort of scheme Is that, that a coincidence? Running, like, helps a guy have seasons like that? That's that's reason to get excited. Uh, look, I'm more excited. If you want to chime in, 800-636-1067 by the offensive side. And it might be, you know, as Cake said, you're always going to lean on the offense. But I think it's the combination. It's going to Cliff Kingsbury who maybe has had mixed results in the NFL. We went through it, though. A couple of really good seasons where the Arizona Cardinals finished in the top 10. I also saw 
it was Richard Sherman who was raving about going up against him and saying that Cliff Kingsbury's offense presented a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. But it's the combination of Kingsbury with the quarterback. And, look, they were trying to get it out of him yesterday. Scott Abraham asked him about it. Others asked him about it. It's, it's, will Cliff Kingsbury and Jane Daniels be able to cook? Will Cliff Kingsbury and Drake May, Caleb Williams, whatever, whatever that combination about, I think the future of this team. They're going to have moments. The future of this team, it lies more on that. So that is by far to me the more important thing. Like if this regime is going to be successful, it's not because Dan Quinn builds a stellar defense with Joe Witt Jr. It's because they hit on the quarterback and Kingsbury is able to develop them. That's how you'll get a winner. Yep, I agree. And I'm excited to see it. But I'm also excited to see like an aggressive defense. Like we got guys that are interchangeable. I I always reference if you've listened to the show at all. You I always reference the Greg Williams era, where we we had guys blitzing from all over the place. And you it like might a good bounty. Been, it might not have been the best defense, but I just like the unpredictable nature of it and just how he brought pressure from all different angles. I like and that. I, I, I mean, I growing like up, that. probably the best defense that we grew up with was the Bears and, and Buddy mm-hmm. Ryan and attack. Mm-hmm. Well, and the Ravens. The Ravens defense yeah. in the early 2000s. Like Ray was in his prime. By the way, are they going to keep bringing Trot and Ray out for every game? It's kind of getting embarrassed. <laughs> like, you know, he's like I think 50. they only bring him out for like special occasions. I know, but he's got to do the whole he's got to do the whole thing. He's always going to do the dance. <sighs> That's his thing. I know. He didn't even do the I don't he didn't they even do the it. dance when they brought him out. Good. Thank God. <laughs> I am a little bit ODing Man, on Ray. Man, become a they, um, older. When's I the just, last time you saw Ray Lewis you, before the well, day? Anytime the Ravens have a big game, he's there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I just, it's a little much for me. I he was know, there he know. was there once. He was part of the the legends of the uh the game ceremony when they uh they do that for every game. Okay, and then they brought him out for the the game against the Chiefs. I feel like when they do the huddle stuff, you know, where they come out of the 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 uh, tunnel, do all the smoke. I mean, they do. Here, have, there's a Ray. They again. do have a statue outside of the yeah. bank with Ray Lewis. He's a great player. <laughs> yeah. Iconic. I don't player. know. Hold on. Can't, I don't I understand. Just want him to be, you know what I want him to do? Hold be? on. You said you said you said are they, they're getting trot him out there for every uh, big game. He was literally out there once okay. last year. <laughs> Save him for the biggest. I don't game. watch all the Ravens. I know it's you the don't. Playoff games, the playoff. It's the games. okay. Well, he game wasn't he out there. He saw Ray yeah. Lewis. He wasn't out there during the Texans game. Okay, all I'm he was on the sideline, but uh, support. No, but he wasn't. What I wanted to be, be like Sonny and chew on an unlit uh, cigar. <laughs> Just be in the suite. He didn't even do anything for the Texas game. I don't game. know why it bugs me. It just bothers me. Definitely bugs him. I don't know why. You don't even. Why. You don't even know anything about the team. <laughs> you don't. You know me. nothing. I don't know nothing, but I know not you know, that much. You know nothing about the team. <laughs> and your, com- your comment is getting worked up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm literally telling you what's going on, and you're you're well, you're saying you, it's the when opposite. When I watch, it's, if it's a big game, playoff game or something, it's always got to be Ray's always the center of attention. I'm was, tired of him being the center of attention. There was two playoff games. This well, what do you year. hate about it? He was Super there once. Joe Montana was there repping the Niners. He's not as annoying. <laughs> There's something annoying about Ray, and I have a Ray Lewis jersey. I liked Ray Lewis as a player. I'm sorry, I'm offending. You just, Rob. You just don't like. No, no, no. You're just lying. That's <laughs> what you're. Lying. Yes, you are. You're lying. You said you said they're bringing him out there for every big game. He literally came out for the Chiefs game as the as the, the always, legends of the game, over along the last with Terrell Suggs. Two years. 
That last not. the last year they were in Cincinnati for a playoff. Dude, game. the Commanders trot out Joe Gibbs all the time. You know, what, why don't you, you your broke your broke dick franchise can uh, put some bad Sean Taylor uh, statues up. I really touched a nerve with Valdez. Well, you're just <laughs> lying. You're just lying. Funny. He's got the face. That's you're why just I say lying. his whole IJS is, is a facade because he. No, 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 that's no, why I his whole IJS is a facade. You're just you're you're lying. Did you? I didn't know you held Ray in such high regard. I don't hold him in high regard. I don't hold him in high regard. Guards, but you're just you're you're dumping on them, and yeah. you're not you're not even I, you're not even saying the truth. No, <laughs> it's my perception of the. I truth. know, but your perception's wrong. I'm trying to tell you it's wrong, and no. you won't even listen to me. You're not as no, someone I'm who's watched you. as I'm someone who's watched every single Ravens game in the history of the franchise. I'm telling you something about the team. He's a no. And you're not even listening. Listen. If you say they brought him out once this year, I'm not arguing with you. I, okay, so fine. you just said that you bring him out all the time. Okay, <laughs> it's my perception every year. I'm, ta- I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about for 10 years post-retirement. Once a year is too much. You just sit in the box. Just sit in the suite. <laughs> Be classy. He gets the crowd right. How was like he classy? They, they, they didn't bring him out last he, year. He's giving the crowd what they want. Yeah, they didn't bring him out last year. Okay, I'm a curmudgeon. I don't. I, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over the Ray Lewis. What is? What do they era. do in Seattle when they bring like an ex player and he gets the the twelfth man fired they up? Hit the yeah, but it's a different player. Every I know, week but a different citizen of the. You community. hate all that stuff? No. no do you hate LeBron before a game with the chalk? A little bit. <laughs> they never. Yeah. They never brought Ray out. Do you until, hate until okay. the? Uh, game. Weren't you just okay. complimenting? In, five, in ten years, this is the first time. Stop lying. Now you're lying. I'm not lying. Now I got the face because now you're lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> you're I'm lying. not lying. I'm not lying. I'll give you $1,000 right now if you can uh, <laughs> pull him out of the tunnel uh, doing, his, doing his shtick in any other game besides besides the AFC game. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. And you know I'll what? You're going to give me 1000 when you can't do it. No, no. I'm oh, not, no, I, did, no, I didn't oh, agree oh, to that. Oh, 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 oh. I didn't agree to that. You just gave me a free bet. You just gave me a free bet. You better hope you're not sleeping oh, on something. I know he's done it. I know he's done it before. From the year he retired in, yes. uh, in uh, 2012, he hasn't come out of the tunnel. And, and I know I'm winning that. Mm. I know I'm winning that. <laughs> why, why does it upset you when you you were praising Steph Curry's pregame rituals? It's not that I was praising it, but I'd like to see it. <laughs> Isn't that praising? <laughs> I'm not praising it, but I'd like to see it. I don't know. I hope yeah. Valdez has a, a nice bankroll. Are you seeing a ton of them? No. <laughs> Ravens jacked up on Ray Lewis Day five years ago. He's definitely coming out of the tunnel. Yeah, they the brought day. him in the Ring of Honor. Right. Okay. I've, I've got guys more fired up. No, you're, you're just you're so lying. Fired. I am not you're just lying. lying. He just found it. That's you the Ring of Honor. No, if I was a if I was a jerk, here's I would one. tell you to give me a thousand dollars. But I'm not a jerk. <laughs> okay, because you technically owe me a G. He but came I'm not out. a jerk. He came. He's out. He's out of the tunnel all the time. <laughs> Three different videos I'm watching Thank him in street clothes dancing out of this tunnel. You know what? You know what? Get the Ravens king on. Who's the guy we have from Baltimore? Uh, Glenn Clark. Get Glenn Clark on. Or who is the guy from Barstool at Banks? Call him. Ask him if I'm right. The guy that really knows the Ravens. I mean, I don't know. Guy's so sensitive about Baltimore. That's his better team. Not, better not say something negative about Cal Ripken. God, I like Cal. I'm just a little over. I'm just a little over Ray Ray. Don't, that's don't, all. don't call the streak overrated. I'm just a little over Ray Ray. 
Hey, this uh, this is from two years ago. I don't even know what this is. Ray Lewis shows up in Baltimore, makes appearance, and does his famous dance. <laughs> Every time I this see him, this is the fourth outfit he's wearing running out of the tunnel. What's his signature? Every time I see him, he's coming out of the tunnel. This he calls me a liar. Bar- he called have... me a liar. Apologize for calling <laughs> me a liar. Call- apologize. Call me a liar. Ten you... times. You called me a liar. All right, I do see him coming out. Of- <laughs> All right, hold on. All right, hold on. <laughs> That's all. I'm a casual observer. That's all. <laughs> and you're right. We trot out Joe Gibbs all the time, too. It's kind of, it's actually, you know what? Kind of embarrassing. Well, when you don't win a Super Bowl in 30-plus years, you got to go, you got to get we, the link to the out Gibbs years. all the time. Gibbs is yeah. the go-to. Even Dan we Quinn. Do we do it. Everybody did you see Dan it. Quinn had to do the bit? Like, the first time he walked into the office, he calls Joe Gibbs. Yeah, you got to genuflect. you got to <laughs> yes. kiss the ring sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. It's the way it works. All right, I see him coming out of the tunnel during the Chargers game <laughs> in 2018. <laughs> He's All right, that's 2018. Four, but I've got four of them. I'm a nice guy. I don't want your $1,000. Oh, I don't I want it. it. They cut to Mahomes on, on the bench. He's laughing at Ray in the middle yeah. of the game doing it. It's like I'll every year he does it. This will give me 20 bucks instead of 1000 no, I don't want advice. a penny. I this, don't want a penny. This might be the most embarrassing moment for Valdez <laughs> in the history of the show. You know what? 740 on, what, what's today, 216? Mm-hmm. Retiring from Ravens talk. <laughs> it's just like he retired from Twitter. Retiring from Ravens talk. I will never bring up the Ravens ever again. He retired from Twitter. I wasn't even directed at you. I will never Ravens, bring up the Ravens again. The Ravens is his, That's what sets him off. He that's was off Twitter for like a year. Yeah, yeah. I like your Ravens. Talk. He, was, he was never. I'll never the speak was about, off Twitter I'll for I'll a year. I'll never speak about the Ravens again. And the Ravens lost. And he went. This is your last. I was just taking a gratuitous radio hot take. Keep shot at Ray, and then it's, oh, I'm nowhere, sorry, I didn't remember I didn't 2018. Field, this guy gets loses his mind because it's me. the Ravens. He lost his mind on Twitter re- on the Ravens. I'm just taking a gratuitous pot it's shot. At Ray. It's not 2018. There's like four or five times he's. I can't out find any other besides 2018. Well, Crab has. Is he lying to? I don't know. I, I can't see his computer. There's <laughs> one of him. The Ring of Honor. He's wearing black. The the, the All right, well, Hall that's of the Fame ring. induction. He's wearing the gold jacket. He comes out in the middle of the Chiefs game. He comes out in the Chargers game. <laughs> the Chargers game is what I saw. The Ring of Honor and the Hall of Fame induction. I'll let that's a that's a pass because mm-hmm. that's because the quote was every big game. <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying. But uh, no seven seven forty two sixteen. He retired from Ravens. I'll never. Talk. No, I will never bring up the word Ravens or any other Ravens. Okay. You just stepped in your own puddle of I mud. Know. I did. I know. That's I why I'm retiring. At you. I, that's why I'm retiring. I was just Ravens talk. Taking a cheap shot at Ray. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. Matt Valdez has retired from Ravens talk today, <laughs> February sixteenth, twenty twenty four. All right, on he, the junkies. All right, experience the best lacrosse in the world this President's Day weekend. Right now, as the PLL returns to the St. James in Springfield for the twenty twenty four championship series. See every hit, every goal, every breathtaking moment as the top four teams of the regular season battle in six-on-six competition. The game is faster in every sense of the word with daily back-to-back games of intense championship series lacrosse. Fans over 21 can enjoy the Bar Down Lounge while taking in the action on the field. Secure your seats now at PLLTickets.com. That's PLLTickets.com. Remember, coming up at 8.20, give us your best winner for the weekend. We're going to try to take 10 bucks and roll it into 10k mm. hopefully we win this weekend roll it into next week win that weekend roll it into the next week I keep stacking and stacking and stacking so we'll take your calls at 820 and if you convince us 
We'll use your play. If it hits, you go to the front of the line for next week. We try to do it again. Very simple. Simple math. All right. EB and Valdez got into it about Ray Lewis celebrating. Actually, not celebrating. Hyping up the crowd. Big Mike apparently has Valdez's back. Let's go to line one. All right. I'm not familiar with Big Mike. I don't know if Big Mike calls him the show. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, hey, Valdez, I got your back, bro. Hey, EB, I'll give you 2000 if you just stop whining this morning, bro. You, you're right. doing the most today, kid. <laughs> All right. It's too early, man. It's 7.40 in the morning, man. I sound like I'm talking. You're listening to my five. Just give me the 2K, right? and I'll, I'll be quiet. <laughs> I'll give you three. <laughs> Let's go. Perfect. This guy's a bigger go. dummy than Valdez. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. As long as you're quiet, bro. That's all. all right. All right. Come on down. You what can do- buy our silence, sir. <laughs> what's, our, what's our address here? 1015 Half Street? 1015 Half Street. 1015 yeah. Half Street. Yeah. Yeah. Come, on Come on down. I thought he was going to uh, back up my claim. No, yeah. he just wants to <laughs> some technicality. Just yeah. leave the cash with Carlos at the front, front desk. We'll come down and scoop it. Right. We're all about it. Right. We'll get to that 10K in one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do want people to – to that. now that's not until 8.20, but I really do want people to get in on that. And, again, for you, what is it in it for you? ADs will promote your Twitter. You're just part of the ride. And you're part of the ride. Yeah. We're going to see if – Honestly, the guy? I, I'm not a, sure we can even get out of the gate. Who's the gambler on? I've seen him on Instagram, I guess. I think this who's gotten really popular doing this bit, making making bets. Well, it's a million sure guys. There's probably Maybe a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a million guys. There's this one guy I watch, like yeah, but, Piamonte or whatever, who's from Chicago. Um, I feel like Piamonte, there's one guy. That, I mean, obviously, no, no, no. There's obviously, a there's guys. a million guys, but yeah. And there's one. I know that there's one guy that Drabby follows that that kind of does this bit where he like doubles up every day, or you know keeps trying to do it. How's that guy Brandon Lang doing? Is he still oh, in the I'm, game? I have no idea what, what he's, he's doing or how he's doing. I'm sure he's caddying somewhere and doing picks on the side. What's am, What's amazing is how Stu Finer has reinvented himself. I'm Stu Finer with, with the bar stool and made himself <laughs> still so relevant. Good for him. Um, yeah, he's amazing, but Brandon, I don't know, man. I think he does picks for a couple shows here and there, but I know he gets very, very irritated with all the fade Brandon Lang sites that pop up. <laughs> yeah. Probably not the biggest fan of those. Um, all right, let's go to Dan. Dan says he, uh, works for the Ravens. Hey Dan, what's up, buddy? What's up, EB? Hey, what's up? I got to defend my, I got to defend my man about these a little bit. Uh, uh, Ray Lewis since 2012 has never been the legend of the game. But unfortunately, Valdez, I do got to sign with EB. He has come out like probably 10 times since he's retired. <laughs> well, according to Valdez, he's come out zero. Nah, about- it's definitely been a whole lot. But I, also, he usually does stay in the suite, EB. They, they right. show him a ton during the home games. But he's usually classy and in the suite. Right, just stay in the he's suite. He's never been a legend of the game. Right, right, right. See, now Listen, Valdez is going to chime and, in on the Ravens, and, and I'm way, sad. I'm a, I'm a sad I'm, person I, now. No, I've, I've revoked my, yeah, he's gone, my card. He's By the way, it's all I, over. I loved watching Ray Lewis as a player. Loved him. I got a Ray Lewis Miami jersey <laughs> because of it. So, Gib, I, I can't believe you still have that hanging in your closet. It's a nice one. It's one of those that I've always thought about framing, but framing costs 300 bucks. Yeah. You know what's cheaper? Giving it to Goodwill, which is what I did with my Ray, Lew- Ray no. Lewis jersey. I think I'm out on Goodwill. Honestly. <laughs> You're, not, um, you're out on donating things to people? Yes. I'd rather just sell it. 
Okay. I'd I mean, rather just be selfish. That's, that's, that's Why your wouldn't right? I just put it on Poshmark or eBay or something? I mean, you can I told do my that. wife, we took all this stuff. We, believe me, we take stuff to Goodwill all the time. Mm-hmm. And I go, or, or the version of Goodwill, sure. whatever yeah, local yeah, yeah. version is. And I go, why are we doing this? Every, all my kids have, a, all my girls, they, they have Poshmark accounts and stuff. They sell jeans and buy jeans. Like, just sell it. Why am I giving it away? For the greater good. I don't, the world's got plenty of people doing good things. <laughs> I don't have to carry Doesn't the load. another charitable person. Yeah, I don't, I'm not that charitable. I, I, I'm just not that charitable. <laughs> we, we can tell. Yeah. What are you going to sell on Poshmark? Your used golf polos from TJ Maxx? <laughs> I have so many. Can't be a big market for those. I have so many. I have, uh, it's so got a lot of puffy jerseys. jackets. I got nice jerseys. What do you think if you put the jersey on Poshmark, whatever that is, how much would that be? You don't fetch? know what Poshmark is? I've heard of it. I, yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. 20 bucks? 50 bucks? Oh, it's a nice jersey. <laughs> okay. it's. I mean, it's It's a nice jersey. It is a nice jersey. Have but, you seen I my mean, Miami one? It's nice. Yes. I used to have one, Ricky. It's the same one? <laughs> yeah. The orange one? I think it was either orange or green. It was one of those yeah. two colors. Here's what's funny about the jersey <laughs> thing. So I never got into it, but you guys got into it yeah, really oh, during the I, HFS years. I was years. in it hard. So 2002 mm-hmm. is really because because we got we had a hookup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Our guy Rob Rob was the hookup. <laughs> so you guys started getting jerseys. Well, and then we like had Jay Z on the show and mm-hmm. Colin because he performed at HF Festival. Yeah. And I think it was EB who asked the question, something about, what do you think about jerseys? And then in 2003, mm-hmm. whenever he was on the show, he said, that fad is over. Yeah, he that, said, that, I think he said it's all about button downs. Yeah, it's all about yes. keeping it clean. <laughs> yeah. 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 Something like that. And he killed it. He killed well, he, it. And he you guys still jerseys. want to rock the jerseys. <laughs> I don't really wear them. The only jerseys I still have, they're not called jerseys, hello, they're hockey sweaters. Hockey sweaters have a few caps sweaters and that's about it yeah i've thinned out all the other jerseys uh, let's go to, to brian he claims even if eb gets three thousand right now he owes a billion dollars probably well, that was from a bit like let's 10 go years to ago, brian I give you a billion dollars if something happened right <laughs> brian what's up you're on with the junkies and i just want to mention that how remind EB me owes you a billion dollars because that was on that bet of shack having a master's shack i bet you a billion dollars shack doesn't have a master's degree Oh, he has a master's degree. I don't even remember that. <laughs> yeah. That was such, such an inconsequential thing. Oh, my thing. gosh. You don't remember that? I've heard you guys mention it a couple times, too. No, I've never yeah, I've heard that. you bring it up, how you owe me no, a billion dollars. the only thing I think about Shaq is that he's got a small one. That's what I always heard. Like, relative to his size. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where you've heard that information. Like, is it I don't know. Cert- certified information? I don't know. Is Good that intel? Was, I don't know. You hear rumors. Just rumors. <laughs> Rumor. Rumor has it that Shaq is not oh, packing like you would think. Mm. Well, he has a he does have a master's. Is it? And I think they've been an advertiser, so I don't want to say too much. <laughs> it's from the University of Phoenix. Okay. Okay, that's Isn't that one of those online, online schools. You think he really took classes? <laughs> Honestly. He said that he had a according to to this, he he's had a valid reason why he had to get his MBA following a business meeting. Hey, he's smart enough to come up with the Shacaronia at Papa John's. He's, he's a, got a good business mind. He's a that great Shaq. businessman. Certainly is. He, but he's got a small Jimmy yeah. Johnson. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Coming up next, we have John Feinstein. But let me tell you about Golfdom. The President's Day weekend sale is here at Golfdom by Worldwide Golf. Don't miss incredible deals like 20% off used clubs, 30% off select apparel, and get custom fit on the new tailor-made QI10 drivers. Book your free custom fitting online today. 
Visit Golfton by Worldwide Golf in Tyson's, Rockville, or Annapolis for the President's Day weekend sale or shop online at WorldwideGolf.com. Get there and tell them Bish sent you. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV, 910 and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we are streaming live on the Odyssey app, wherever you may be, brought to you by Crop Metcalf Official Heating and Cooling Company of the Junks. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Visit CropMetcalf.com to join their team. John Kime, who covers the Commanders for ESPN, is going to join us at 9. Then we have our Costco Cookie Challenge. But joining us right now is John Feinstein, best-selling author and Washington Post columnist. Golfdom has the new products. Ready to go for golf in the spring? Come get fit for new clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, Ping, and more. Visit Golfdom in Tyson's, Annapolis, or Rockville. Golfdom, live the game. All right, Cakes, $1 bet. Has okay. John Feinstein ever been to Costco? Ooh, this is a great question. Has John Feinstein, I'm, I'm going to guess John Feinstein likes himself a bargain like most people. I'm going to say he's had a Costco membership at some point. That, yes, he has been to Costco at some point in his uh, life. I'll take the no. Okay. John Feinstein, have you been to Costco? Cakes wins. Cakes yeah, wins. I win. There we go. I've, See I've if I have a Costco. dollar. Do I get 50 cents? <laughs> sure. No. Uh, do you have a Venmo? <laughs> no. Cakes, I'll have to Venmo you a dollar. The only way yep. I can pay you, John. Is... Yeah, come on by the house. Are you <laughs> upset that they got rid of the churro for the uh, chocolate chip cookie? Actually, uh, yes, I'm a big churro guy. Uh, I love going to the Palm for lunch, and they have great churros. Mm. Oh. Didn't realize that. Nice. Yeah, sleep on do. their dessert game, I, I guess. You sleep on the Palm's dessert game? I, I mean, I'm more into the steaks than oh. I am into desserts. Well, the, steak, the steaks are good, too, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, they have a fantastic, but I love the churros. I love fantastic them. Fantastic chocolate and cake. so does my 13-year-old daughter, Jane. So. Sure. Hey, so... Um, uh, I, I put this on Twitter for the show, and there's one guy who's really upset that I said it, and I've said it on the show. I said, Caitlin Clark is the face of college basketball, and usually it's a man. Like, I pointed to Zion Williamson a couple a of years ago. Do you disagree with that? Not right now. I mean, uh, I wonder how many media were at that game last night. I, hmm. I bet a lot. The Post had somebody there. Um, and these days, you know, men's college basketball regular season games usually only get covered, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking TV, get covered in terms of print media, broadcast media, uh, by the local teams, you know, by the, the, the beat writers and stuff. And obviously there were national reporters there, uh, last night and, uh, she certainly came up big. Um, so I would say for right now, sure. I mean, who's, I mean, the men's player of the year right now would be Zach Eady. And I would bet you right now more people are aware of Kalen Clark's numbers and Zach Eady's numbers by a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, the reality is Zion is like the first one that I think of in recent years. I don't know that there was one on the male side last year. Like Brandon Miller was – I mean, they're good players. Very good players. But I don't think that that they pop or get popular by and large because, you know, they're there for a year. But here's the best part about it, in my opinion – John, and this, you know, I'm not trying to be hot takey. I'm just being my honest opinion. She what was just, that word? You're not trying to be what? Hot takey. Like, oh, hot takey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, like, this said. is my, my genuine feeling. Like, she deserves it. Like, it's Why not. not? I'm, I'm saying it's not fake. It's not like, oh, we just have to promote a woman. No, she deserves it. No, the women's she, game, I think I've told you guys this before. I, I, 
I was sent when I was the kid on the, I was actually the night police reporter, but I would still cover sports at times. And I was sent in 1978 to cover Maryland UCLA at Coalfield House. And th- those were the two teams that ended up playing that year for the national championship. So they were mm-hmm. arguably the two best teams in college basketball. I'm telling you, I could have started for either one of those teams. Right. They just right. weren't any good. They, right. they couldn't play anywhere near the rim. They could barely make a shot off the dribble. I mean, it was hide-your-eyes type stuff. Right. And the progress that the women's game has made is, is amazing. What I she's mean, doing is incredible. incredible. Yeah, well, plus other women. They're, you know, they're, 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 the women's game is at a completely different level now than it was 40 years ago. It's, it's, you know, there, there are women who can dunk. There was nobody who could dunk back then. Um, they, they can actually shoot off the dribble. They make threes at least as well as men. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's, it's a different sport. Let's put it that way. And it's worthy of being watched. Now, there are some politically correct people who are, who try to make it a bigger deal than it, than it is, you know, like it's better than the NBA or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. But the progress that's been made has been just Amazing, really amazing, because I was late getting to it because I just assumed they were still playing like UCLA and Maryland, but getting more publicity. Right. I remember, and I'm from the era, um, and you remember it well, I'm sure, the Chris Weller era, the Vicky right. Bullet era, and I had appreciation for the women. I used to go and watch Chris Weller coach because she was a maniac. But it, but yeah, she was, but she was great. And, and the men's coach at, 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 during the nineties and, and odds at Maryland wasn't a maniac. <laughs> yeah, no, I also watched him. Been I, also, wild man. Also, yeah. I also watched him, and I, I learned a trim because they used to have open gym. You go in there, it was like a clinic. I was a young coach, like in high right. school level, and it was like a clinic every day. It was free. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, back in back in the old days. You could walk into almost any college basketball practice, men or women, yeah. and just sit there. The only place I was restricted at all was when I went to watch North Carolina. Dean Smith always made you sit in the upper level. Uh-huh. You Even know, Duke? And, and you, had, you had to bring a card. They would, they would give you a card yeah. to bring to practice, and one of the managers would come and collect it. And I found out later the reason for that was so that late in the season – if I asked a question during a t- the tournament or something, Dean would say, well, John, you saw us practice six times this year, so you know blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. that, that was Dean. That's yeah. smart. You know what? That's, Dean's that's, smart. That's Dean's smarter detail. than the five of us combined. Yeah, I mean, that's attention to detail well, by him, obviously. At Maryland, Gary would yell it. Because remember, at Cole, people used to run upstairs. Yeah, all the time. And yeah. he'd yell at everybody <laughs> being too yeah. loud. So did Lefty. Yeah. So, yeah. so did Lefty. So and, did- and one time, Lefty tried to – you know, I, I covered Maryland, so I would go to practice all the time. And mm-hmm. one time, Lefty said, you got to sit upstairs, you know, 10 rows from the top or something. And I said, why? I always sit downstairs. He said, no, I don't want you to hear me cursing. I said, Lefty, I could go sit in Bird Stadium and you'd, mm-hmm. I'd hear you cursing. <laughs> yeah, Gary didn't have that problem. Yeah. He no, didn't care. Yeah, Gary didn't care, no. Yeah, yeah. no. So, John, um, we spent some time in the last week or two talking about how the commanders have built this coaching staff, starting with Dan yeah. Quinn and the office coordinators and building out this staff. And yesterday you got to hear from the coordinators. Right. You covered the Ravens for your book years ago. How big is the staff? Well, the staff is important, but the players are more important. I mean, I, I was in the car yesterday. Um, when uh, the defensive coordinator had his press conference. Um, and afterwards, I was listening to different radio stations. And you would think that the Ravens just won uh, the Ravens. The commanders just won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. based on what the uh, coaches have been saying. 
You know, we know from the Dan Snyder era, you don't win championships in February or March. You have to go out and get players, whether it's in free agency, the draft. They've got a lot of draft picks this year. Um, they also have a lot of holes to fill. Uh, I think they'll be better at quarterback next year, whether they take Jaden Daniels or Drake May. I think they both have the potential to be very good. I'm assuming Caleb Williams will go first. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, February, I've, you guys have been around here all your lives. I've been around here my adult life. February, March, they, they're always going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, check back with me in September. Well, I want to say when you did your book on the Ravens, was Del Rio like the linebackers coach? And No, he wasn't there. Who, who was the defensive coordinator at the time? Defensive coordinator was Mike Nolan, Okay, was who Mike had Nolan. been with Washington. When The, the famous mm-hmm. story when Dan Snyder said he wanted variety in the yeah. defense, and, and, and then when they lost to the Cowboys, he, he sent <clears throat> Nolan uh, a, a, a package or whatever of uh, Tutti Frutti ice cream with a note saying, this is what I like. Mm-hmm. And then when I wrote wrote that in the book... I tried to, you know, get a comment from the team, and I can't remember who Swanson was the PR guy back then. I think sounds right. Yeah, and Carl Swanson, I got a maybe? note from him saying that, <coughs> um, what's his name, the general manager who was a better radio broadcaster, Vinny Serato. Vinny. Yeah, Vinny Serato said he was the one who sent sent the uh, ice cream, and Mike had told me that the, the note was signed by Snyder, yeah. <laughs> and so my response to uh, Swanson was well. At least now I know what Serato does all day. Mm-hmm. If if he claimed to have sent the ice cream, I always liked Vinny, but because I, I guess nobody he was, said he was a bad guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. a good guy too, but I wouldn't make much of an NFL yeah, general he's manager. Just known, he's just right. known as a stooge. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, NFL I mean, uh, all kidding aside, I, his radio show was on Friday afternoons, and I was in the car a lot back then for some reason, mm-hmm. and he, he sounded like a stooge. <laughs> <laughs> You can say that about a lot of people in radio, though, unfortunately. Yes, you can, but usually you don't make them general manager of an NFL team. All right, so I guess we should talk to you a little bit about Tiger Woods. Uh, A clip went viral that he shanked the ball, I guess, on the 18th Which, by the way, I love Tiger, but I love seeing that because it just makes you feel a little bit better. The game is so hard that even the all-time greats, they hosel rocket one every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember Johnny Nich- Johnny Nicholas. Johnny Miller was in a playoff at Pebble Beach right. with Jack Nicholas years ago when Miller was probably the second best player in the world. And in the, on the playoff hole, he he shanked shanked right. his second shot. Right. So it, it can happen. It does happen. It does happen to everybody. And um, <clears throat> I'm not saying I felt good about it, but you're right. It does make them seem more human. That's one of the p- things people like about golf is you, you could go out and play. The, the, it was the ninth hole, wasn't it, um, with Tiger, mm-hmm. and be a eight ten handicap, whatever, and you could make birdie on the hole, and Tiger could make double bogey. Mm-hmm. Now that ain't gonna last, but it can happen. Right. You right. Know? What do you so, think of the, uh, the the breaking up the partnership with Nike, coming out with his Sunday red? You know. Yeah. The- well, he's obviously trying to. Uh, make some more money because he needs it, you know. Um, but uh, uh, he'd been with Nike forever. And the funny thing was when he signed with Nike back in 96 when he turned mm-hmm. pro, uh, or really before he turned pro, uh, the contract, I don't remember the numbers now. You could look them up. But people were saying that's just so much more money than you can pay a golfer. And Nike got one of the great bargains in the history of sports. 
It, are golfers today in college, like if you're the, there's nobody's the next Tiger Woods, but if you're the next top amateur, are mm-hmm. they making a killing even like the golfers? In NRL? Well, yeah, yeah, especially now because they're being recruited um, by the corporations uh, to, to sign with them as soon as they turn pro and, and the NILs are legal. And, but remember, golfers almost never graduate from college. Right. Neither do tennis players. Here, here's the question. Unless it's changed, and I don't think it has, who's the last tennis player to win a major championship and graduate from college? Yeah, I don't know. Arthur Ashe. Man, that's going way back. I know, 1960s. So tennis players never graduate from college, rarely go. Jim Courier is one of the smartest guys I've ever met. He never set foot in college. <laughs> right. He didn't need it. Uh, a lot of guys don't need college. Right. Um, you know, uh, Bill Gates didn't graduate from college. He's done okay. But uh, golfers are better than that. You know, some of them do graduate. Some of them graduate because they're not ready to turn pro. But most of them don't graduate. Talking to John Feinstein, best-selling author, Washington Post columnist. So you came on this show several weeks ago, and you said you felt like this Move to Alexandria, far right. from a done deal. Maybe it's a bluff. They're going to stay in D.C. What's your current read now? We had kind of a point-counterpoint this week where we had somebody from the stop the stop the team from moving to Alexandria, whatever it's called, the coalition right. to stop the arena on the show. And then we had Jim Van Stone from Monumental Sports. It seems like legislation passed on one side but not on the other side. What's your current read? My current read hasn't changed. Um, I still don't think they're going to end up moving there. Something will happen, you know, either with legislation or with the costs in the community, um, with traffic and things like that. But I I don't think – I think in the end, whether he realized it or not at the beginning, and I think he did, but whether he did or not, I think Leontis is going to realize, because he's obviously a smart guy, that this move will ultimately be uh, one they shouldn't should make. That the teams belong in downtown, and and this whole myth that he's trying to sell that the DMV is all one city. We all know it's not. Virginia is different than the district. The district is different from Maryland. They're all geographically in the same area, but they're not the same. Mm-hmm. They're very different places, and downtown DC needs a a needs the arena and needs the teams and Barry Sverluga wrote a very good column the other day saying that everybody's a loser right now in this deal including the mayor because she's gotten herself backed into the wall backed up to a wall by Leonsis with this threat I'll say this though John having Jim give you know the PR spin on Ted's side of it I think D.C. could have given them $5 billion, and they would still want to move to Alexandria. It's all about expansion and space. Well, it might be, but how much space is there in, in Alexandria? I think it would be 12 acres, 12 acres. versus the four that they like have right now. Size. Yeah, but, but again, location, location, location. Um, and I, you know, I don't know Jim Stone, um, but I assume he's a good PR guy, and he's paid money to do that sort of spend uh, on the media and on the public. So I didn't hear the, the, the conversation you're referencing, but that's, that's what's going to be the spin until and unless uh, it's decided that they're not going to go. Hmm. All right, John. And, and if they do go, by the way, mm-hmm. mea culpa. <laughs> John, have a great three-day weekend. Yep, look forward to yeah. it. All right, Enjoy. thank you. See you guys. Yep. yep.
That's John Feinstein brought to you by Golfdom. They have new products ready to go for golf in the spring. Come get fit for new clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, Ping, and more. Visit Golfdom in Tysons, Annapolis, or Rockville. Golfdom, live the game. All right. The weekend parlay retired for now, but we want to try and run $10 to 10 k And we're going to do it with, with you. your picks. Not multiple picks. We need you guys to sell us. Sell us your best play of the weekend, and then we're going to ride with some what we determine is the best. If you got, if it's a tingle, just say it's a tingle. But uh, you know, give us some numbers. <laughs> Try to get convince some rationale us. to back it up, right? And again, unlike our parlay where we were kind of looking for long shots because you know we wanted to hit a big payday. Here, all we want to do is just double up. But it's got to be even money, or, or otherwise, it like it takes longer to get there, right? So even money or better. Just sell us on your winners as we try and run $10 to 10K. That's next, 800-636-1067 if you want to chime in. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Coming up at 9 o'clock, John Kime covers the commanders for ESPN. will join us. We can get into the staff and more as they get ready for free agency, which is in less than a month now. Less than a month. March 15th is free agency. At 9.20, we'll have our Costco cookie challenge. I was there last night, saw all the big cookies. I was like, let me just buy them, and we'll do like a little on-air taste test. Stealing my daughter's bit. So are we gonna are we gonna do it the right way and heat them up like the like? I think we'll put them in the microwave for okay. a few seconds. Right, What's good. the challenge? He keeps calling it a challenge. Just, I don't it's an alliteration. There's no real challenge. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds better than Costco so, so cookie what are we taste doing? test. So what are we doing? I'm just gonna try it. We're gonna JP, like it. JP wants to eat cookies. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna eat cookies <laughs> live on the air. Now I, you know what? It's all of a sudden now dawning on me why Kelsey's famous because she's uh, she's uh, loves her dad her dad's love of cookies. That's right. The whole thing. Her whole thing is. Crumble cookies. That's where it really yeah. started, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Crumble cookie reviews. It's all from her dad. Dude, she did a goldfish one. This is where okay. it comes from. I love, yeah. love me some goldfish. She did a goldfish one. Yeah. I, I hadn't looked at her TikTok in a while, and it was an ad. It had 6.5 million views. That's a lot. That's a lot what? of Pepperidge Farm goldfish. Goldfish. Like, they came out with new flavors. Mm. I like the cookie goldfish, actually. Those you know are what delicious I'm talking too, about? Yeah. It comes in, like, the cake. I'm not a goldfish guy. Sweet ones, yeah. Those but I, are I prefer silly. I prefer the OGs, the salties. I like the cheddar, the Parmesan. I can even plain a pretzel. But Listen, I just, you bring in cookies, I'm happy to I, do I, I noticed that because, um, you know, Mike Marr is working hard on the YouTube page. Give us a follow, at 1067thefan on YouTube. And he's noticing what gets the hits and what doesn't. Yeah. Sadly, the Wizards, not that many no views. <laughs> wow. Hey, Drabby, hold on. Let's just. I want to get back to Kelsey for a second. She's got, what, close to a million followers, right, on TikTok? Whatever yeah, it is. I think it's like 925. Why are we not clout chasing Kelsey? Why are the junks not doing cookie reviews and then somehow building up an online thing and bringing people to the show? We should be doing. We where, where, we should be doing this. JP can do it. He I'm, loves cookies. He's he's plugged into TikTok. We should TikTok. Do, tell Kelsey we want to do a junkies <laughs> crumble. We want to guess on her. Well, why don't we see how our crumble cookie challenge pops on the YouTube page? Because Mars going to put it up there. It, it won't pop. You, <laughs> you need you need you cloud Kel- chase. You think Kelsey wants a bunch of old guys on yeah. her TikTok? No, <laughs> she wouldn't even promote my book on her TikTok. <laughs> no, but she we'll said, do "What do you cookie review?" She's got eighteen to thirty-four year old girls. She's gonna say, "Hey, here's my dad and his yeah, old fart friends." All these grandpas <laughs> on our feed. I don't know. There's gotta be a way we can clout chase Kelsey. 
She's got a million followers on TikTok. We'll call you guys the Otis Spunkmeyer. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's really I'll Otis. give her a solid zing. She is at the Hungry Foodie on TikTok, if you're curious. I and mean, nobody wants to see JP. He eats, does it anyway. And she's Eats with Kelsey on Instagram. I think she's pushing her Instagram like she's at like uh, 75,000. She wants to be as many platforms as she can. But yeah. But she's got a billion on TikTok. Solid. It's a great following. Why, why are we not getting Anyway, Drab's like joning. I sent him a text. I was like, you know, he goes, I love bits. So I got the cookies. No, I know. He just didn't understand the name, I guess. Alliteration. On the outline, it's, it should say, junks eat cookies. Because right. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Taste test. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's the thing. We're doing our picks here. And, and, and Valdez, I don't know where you stand on this. Drab, I want you to hear this. It seems like ADs, we only got a few people calling in right now. That want, now, maybe they're just not used to it, and they want to see feel us out. It'll take a while. Got to train them. Should we cut them in? So, well, in other words, they get if it, if we're dividing by six or seven. The ten, no, no. Here's the thing: is if we're if we're picking ten different people, then all of a sudden we're yeah. How does that work? Well, they they chop the he, the one they chair. They all get a micro chair. They chop. You know what I'm saying? Look, we they decided one chair. We decided to do this today. There wasn't brainstorming. In my opinion, yeah, would have been better served. Us doing our own picks, like you sell your pick, he sells his pick, I sell my no, pick. No, that's too much effort. I'm better. With I don't the, want to do that. I, I know, but that viewpoint. I understand that, but that preps the listeners yeah. much like when we did fatties. Mm-hmm. We show them the way, then they, they know, come they've in. They've heard the show for thirty years. Yeah. They know how to make a pick. Well, then the, two people called in. But no, drab. I think we might sure. have to cut them in on the on the cash. So but give people them a share. Call. They don't. The they problem is, what first. if you have a different? Picker every week, so so all you. of a sudden it's going to so be it's one share so it's going to divided be, by ten yeah, weeks. They, they fifteen people, whatever. Yeah, one share divided by ten. Chop it up. So a thousand dollars divided by fifteen. <laughs> they get ads. Yeah. That's what they get. I, I do like that you're holding strong. <laughs> yes, we're not cutting that thing twenty <laughs> different line. ways. You're kidding me? Different ground. ways. I'm just saying one share. Give them one share. The, 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 it will pick up steam. People will figure right, out what's going on. All right. All right. If Drabs is reluctant, we can always tip them out of our share if we want. Uh, no, that that's just gratuitous. No reason to do that. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the thing. He wants to chop it 15 ways. Listen, just let the record show. I was willing to share in some of it. These uh, guys, especially the guys behind the glass, Drabby definitely doesn't want to share. All right. Well, Valdez had to ship you a thousand dollars today. He actually Valdez actually Venmoed me a thousand dollars, and I Venmoed him back. I'm not going to take his thousand dollars because he got caught up in an emotional yeah, moment. He, yeah, it was a passionate. I, I put I, my foot in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. It happens to everybody. He's right. retired <laughs> from real. I, I am. <laughs> I, I'm sure he will for a while. Every week we hear that we suck at making picks. You guys are all smarter at home. Well, then yeah. show us. Yeah, yeah everyone's Rolling. better than us. Everyone says we takes, is, takes is a loser. Yeah. And this All is Jason just does is pick favorites. It's even? actually hard to pick an even money winner. It certainly is. I mean, it's actually, I mean, it's, it's hard. <laughs> By the way, it's pretty incredible. We went 0 for 2023 on the well, parlay. We didn't individually, but when you try to get six in yeah. a row, it's, it is hard. Collectively. Uh, oh, I just hung, hung up on him. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, Brian, call back. Yeah. All right, let's go to, oh, is it Omar at Falls Church? Hey, Omar. Where is he? There hey, how, he you is. Doing? how you doing, guys? Hey, buddy. Hey, I have uh, New Mexico State first half money line. The last three games, they won first half, and they beat a really good Nevada team at home last last week. And against uh, San Diego State t- this uh, today at yeah. 10 a.m. at 10 p.m. 
They should beat them at home. As Here's a, Omar. Like Omar's not convincing me that much. Right, hold on. No, he's, <laughs> he sounds like a DJ. He sounds, who, he's, who, look, he sounds a little stupid, but he sounds like a DJ. Who are they playing? You San like Diego New Mexico State, State in the they're first half San against San Diego State, and um, they're second in the Mountain West versus the third uh, San Diego State. They should. They went three straight. Uh, at halftime, so I'm going with that one. All right, Those Omar, we will consider like, oh, your play. I just got a question for you, though, Omar. Are you a total degen? What does that mean? <laughs> Degenerate. Are you like, means uh, you gamble all the time. He's young. All the time, all the time. Yeah, he yeah, is yeah. a degen. He do just you go didn't to, know. Do you go to college? Yes, I did go to college. Yep. Wait, oh, you're already done with college. I would have thought he was like What 25. college? You mean uh, VCU. Oh, BC. Makes sense. Right. That, that yeah. thing is community You're college. You went to A1 school. <laughs> that makes all the sense in the world. Hey, all right, Omar, you're in. I like it. I can tell that this is something right. there's that some, you follow. There's something about that he's following uh, Mountain West team. Mountain yes. West Hoops. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. See, yeah. This, this is and it's team. a first half play. And, <laughs> it's not even a full game. It's, tra- it's, yeah, he's half. tracking half play. It's going to hit, guys. It's going to hit. I promise. Yeah, but he what are the odds? He doesn't That's a major Yeah, what are the odds on the game, by the way? It needs to be even money or better. It is. It's plus 176, half First half. All right, plus wow. 176. All right. It might knock off You're a week. in. All right, <laughs> you're in. All right, thank you, Omar. You got his info? You're getting all oh, these guys' info? We, yeah, I was going to say, can we keep on holding in case anyone has any more questions about it, if he yeah, wants to stick right. around? All right. <laughs> if anyone's doing any kind of research. I think this Omar made more sense. Maybe it's not because it's, maybe, maybe it's not because instead... Having one, you may end up seeing three holes instead of one. That's our old that intern, <laughs> who, by the way, lives locally and wants nothing to do with us. Yeah, we scarred him for life. He wants nothing to do. Yeah. All right, let's go to Brian in Manassas. <laughs> hey, Brian. Hey, I, I got a better winner, man. Plus 110. All right. Better odds. It's Scotty Scheffler, three ball today at Genesis against Morikawa Fitzpatrick. He beat Morikawa by two strokes yesterday. I That's think it's a gift. so dicey. I, I don't know. So Scotty played. Scotty played well yesterday, and he couldn't make a putt to save his soul. Then he comes in better today. That's what happens, man. He's so then got maybe the course, he's got. Yeah, but some guys can't putt know. on the hole. I don't know. Well, I, I think golf bets are dying. I feel like golf bets. Is, is it Poe? I don't know if it's Poe and the Greens. I thought it was just. <laughs> I'm not. I, no, muscles. I'm pretty sure because I heard Tiger talking about. Okay. It. Yeah. I just know they said Kukuya about a thousand times yesterday. Morikawa didn't do any better. Yeah. Fitzpatrick was over par. All right, Brian. I know, you know that's one round, dude. Scotty, Scotty's only different. Right. All he got to do is get that get that putter ready. That's all we but need. But he's got to beat both those guys. Dude. He's got to be Fitz no, and no. Morkow, right? Yeah, but all but Scotty just, just it yesterday. He okay, did it yesterday and putted sixty one. I think he was sixty first out of sixty seven in do putting. Know, do you know guys will shoot fifty nine one day and then seventy five the next? I mean, that's golf. Yeah, I don't know. Golf's a little bit dicey. I can't. I can't. Do, I can't. I can't. Plus one ten so versus. So far, I'm siding with Omar. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I love that either. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. My theory was that this segment was going to hit. So far, dud. <laughs> it hit, but it might build. It might take some weeks. Like I said, that's why, in retrospect, my opinion, we should have well, offered some plays. And then we can sell each other on our, no, our plays I'm not too. Offering plays. Hey, what do you think? Because you might love. Let's say all of us do plays like old school fatties, and then you go. This is the one we're going with. Drab's pick this week. I don't. Drab's pick could be better than the callers. I understand. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it. Hey, Eric, what <laughs> you're do you, just lazy. What yes. Do you, what do you think about Tiger's total score for the second round? It's seventy-one and a half. You're a Tiger aficionado. 
The only reason why he was over yesterday is because he hosel rocketed that shot on nine in his last hole. Yeah, but it tells you he has that in his bag. That right. it could we come all out again. It. We all got it in our bag. All right, so what if he? What did he shoot there? Though seventy-two. Was, uh, no, no, but on that hold was it like a double. But bo- okay, no, so one shot. He salvaged the bogey. It was a great bogey. All right, so what he would have shot? He would have minimum seventy-one. He had so six, he shot a seventy-two, not a seventy-one. The problem is that how, how it cost him one shot. Essential, at least he could. But he still it. finished low in the standings. It. We might have a tower whatever down. you call it. Huh? Yeah, we, we might need to call Roger. Then we, we, we might have a tower down. What do you mean? <laughs> no one's calling. I can't believe more people aren't calling. I understand the it. listeners. Yeah. We uh, honestly, we may not be on the air. No, they love to criticize. Everyone sports gambles. No yeah, one's yeah. got to play. I mean, we've been, been telling you for yeah. an hour. Everyone, everyone ridicules all of us nonstop about our our plays. Here's the thing with Tiger. I the, the of late when he plays so infrequently. He actually, even though historically he's never been a first-round guy, he kind of plays a little bit better the first day, and it kind of just fades as he gets more tired. He doesn't have the endurance. It's, all, it's almost like he plays well. What does he well need to do to make the, the cut, though? Does he have to like he's be brave go like today? Or so he's going to take he risks. He's going to make the cut. No, 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 no. He'll make he'll make the cut because it's uh, it's uh, an extended cut in a limited field event. Maybe I, I think he's going to be hard for him. He to was. Make I, I I looked for Tiger Woods yesterday, and the first time I looked at the leaderboard, I didn't see him. I was like, "Oh, he's down." No, no, low. no. You don't understand though. He was doing fine. He was like 14th through through nine holes. He was like he, basically on the leaderboard. He's hanging in there. It's just it, just had birdie, birdies, bogeys, birdies. By the way, bogeys. I can vouch for this person. He is a degenerate. Co- at Cody Shook on Twitter, also known as yeah. Cody Betts, used to work here. He's sending in a submission. Kyle Bush top five at plus one fifty. Wait a second, are tweets allowed? I am, I'm just throwing it out there. Trab saying no. Not no? as entertaining. You <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just putting it out there. All right, there. let's go to yeah. James in Frederick. My car, tweets will get, get a million too at some point. James, what's up? What do you like? Trying to take ten dollars to ten k. Hey guys, so um, I like the Terps tomorrow at home versus Illinois. Now the line isn't out yet, but. You can take the money line, or they've beaten Illinois against the spread their last five. But they, tomorrow, they I beat like them the when they were highly ranked. They, they right? own the they, line. They nine. beat. Uh, they won at Champagne this yeah, year right. already. Right. Plus, it's going to be it's going to be uh, a little bit chippy, I think, because didn't uh, Julian Reese have a run in oh, with that's the, right with the assistant coach with the, the assistant the coach game. at that's the end true. of the Illinois game? There's yeah. not going to be a home court advantage though, because no one's going. I think it's close to a sellout, actually. It, really? Yeah. Trending that way. Yeah. I, yeah, I think they're due for a signature win. Obviously, been a rough year. Do theory. But, uh, <laughs> You're going with do theory? I like do theory. I'm a big no, fan. No, he had, he had the trend of last theory. five. All right. All the right. only problem so I, I have with it is he's saying there's no line yet. Yeah, how can we do well, that? I can't, they don't come out tomorrow. That's the tough part about this uh, segment is the lines for this weekend won't be out. Right, right. Okay. All right, but you're in. I like it better than the Scotty Scheffler. He slept on that little minor detail. I kind of like Omar still. <laughs> Omar's studying it. <laughs> Plus, it's a random <laughs> first half New Mexico play. All right, let's go to let's go to Chris. Chris, what's up? People are starting to figure it out. Chris, come on, we're trying to go from ten bucks to ten k. All right. So, I've got Carolina Hurricanes minus one and a half. They go into the third period always up a goal. Arizona pulls their goalie with two and a half minutes left. Always get a goal scored. Empty netter. You're banking on an empty netter. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like we're drawing thin already. Uh, he, he's he's, he's giving you some rationale. I know. I know. So, so, so hold on. Arizona Who does Carolina Pulsar? play? Arizona. Arizona. Is Arizona poo-poo? Yeah, how are they? Yeah. 
They're Arizona. I mean, they're okay. They're not <laughs> great. Steve Bickle. Oh, right. All right. All right. So, fill they, in the blank. Does Arizona pull their goalie earlier than most teams? They pull their goal. Most teams pull their goalie with two fifteen left. Arizona pulls them with two thirty left. An extra 15 oh, seconds? That is a good claiming nugget. that. That is a good nugget. It is, is indeed true. Hey, yes. hey, most, hey, most guys would like an extra 15 He's seconds. probably <laughs> making that up. But. Right. All right, hey, you're in. Chris, you're in. Arizona has lost in. seven in a row. Huh? Arizona Thank has you. lost seven in a row. And Carolina's good, right? I don't know. I only got the cap. Yeah, they're. I think they're second in their division. All right, let's take a break. We've got a couple people more chime in. If you want to sell us your pick as we try and go from 10 bucks to 10 k give us a call. Give us your play and your rationale, and then we're gonna pick and one. We're gonna decide on one to ride with this weekend. Right. 800-636-1067. We're the junkies coming right back. Welcome back. Junkies coming to you live on 1067 the fan and the team 980 and the DMV. John Kime will join us coming up at nine o'clock to talk some commanders. Also in the nine o'clock hour, we have some Luke Bryan tickets to give away. So stay tuned for that. But let's get back to the phones. Convince us on your winners as we try and run $10 into 10 K. You have a leader, by the way. I have Omar as my leader. Uh, I don't want to say, but I, I like Omar, but college hoops, man, that's also dicey. These are it's also all, dicey. All dicey. I think the leaders TBD at this point. Up for it's up for grabs. It's out of me at this point. <clears throat> all right, all right. Give us your fatties, your fat ones, your winners, your best play of the weekend. All right, let's go to Jake in Woodbridge. Jake, what's up, man? Morning, fellas. I got a nice juicy one for you, and I am going to have to convince you just a tad, but right. it's Harvard Moneyline. Harvard Moneyline. They're playing Cornell. Cornell's Harvard. good this year. Yeah, but okay, so last year, I understand they're good, but the records are very similar. It's a divisional game. Also, these teams are going to split the games this season. I guarantee it. I'm telling you, plus 300 on the money line. Where is you the, game, the games in. at Harvard? Yes. No, 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 no. Games at Cornell. Games at Cornell. Dude, Cornell hoops this year. My daughter's all in, in it, the whole world down there. They're, I totally understand legit. that. But the last time they played, last time they played, Harvard had three starters out. Last year, they went two and zero. Went into Cornell, beat them by twenty. Who's coaching at Harvard? Is that? Who's coaching Harvard? Tommy Amaker? Is he back in the whole? No, he's I don't not know. In that. He's not in that. Doesn't is he? the plus three hundred kind of scare you? No, not no. at all. College, college hoops, you can get a plus sixteen hundred money line. And, they Jason, hit. and Jason lost. Is he? Tommy Amaker. Yeah. Okay, you're in. Didn't you're Kentucky, in. Didn't, didn't Kentucky just lose three in a row at home? Yeah, I think, and, and Jason lost one of those. I think. I think he yeah, had sure that in one of his uh, money line parlays. All right, Jake, <laughs> you're in. Only thing I'm going to say is, and I'm at this. I'm at Cornell all the time, mm-hmm. and that gym is. Empty all the time, but for <laughs> men's hoops this year, yeah, they're like jam packed because it, it's a good Jake, year. Jake seems like a degen if he's betting Ivy League. Hoops. Yeah, that's a, that is a is there, or he's an Ivy League guy. It's a tick mark in his favor. Yeah, or, or do you think maybe we could like take take them plus the points if they're plus the points? Harvard's won four in a row. They're on a heater. What's, can you look the up the points? Crimson's on a heater. Eight and a half. So Harvard plus eight and a half? Plus eight and a half. I'd rather do that than the money line. The money line's insane because that's not even really going to help. We're just trying yeah, to double If they lose up. by five, we still win. I kind of like They it. lost by 13 the first time against Cornell. Mm-hmm. But that was very early in the season. But didn't they they said, said they, they said didn't they have three, three starters, starters out. Or no, it wasn't that early in the season. It was a couple games ago. February 3rd. I'm telling you. I like the plus. The, the Cornell I screwed it up. Hoops, I don't like though, the money is, line. It's on campus. It's kind of a thing right yeah. now. Yeah. I screwed People up. Harvard has not it. won four in a row. I looked at the wrong column. <clears throat> I hate when I do that. All right. Who's up? All right. Let's go to John in Olney. It's my hood. It's my guy. Hey, what's up, buddy? 
How you guys doing today? What's up, Good. man? Good. What do you got? Good, Cakes. Uh, really quick. First of all, big time DJN. Um, second of all, Cakes, I was the very annoying person at Nor back about two weeks ago that annoyed you in the sauna. Um, <laughs> no, so I do apologize about that. You did not, you did not annoy me. It was, it was a very nice conversation have you, been, we had. you haven't been in the sauna with me yet, have you? <laughs> No, but I'm coming to you next. I actually went to uh, lunch with uh, Glenn Hardesty last week, uh, and he said me, you, him, and Braden might get out soon, so maybe soon I will. Let me just um, say this. i got to stop talking about the sauna because uh, guys are just showing up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Guys like P1. Hey, are they, are they knocking three times? No, oh, come on. Not P1's are coming in there butt naked yeah. in the sauna. Yeah. Well, John was yeah, fully no. clothed. I, I, oh, he was? I, I mean, he well, wasn't fully clothed. Well, he wasn't naked. I, can, yeah. I think he's going to turn into a, a, a I glory. Think, yeah. I think he was wearing, like, John, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he was wearing, like, gym shorts and a T-shirt well, in the sauna. He yeah, so. It was so weird. I was that, he was clearly that stalking. I started the bit. Yeah, so he was I, didn't, I didn't know, like, no, I think I came in on I came him. in with socks, everything. Yeah. Who, who came in with socks? I think he did. Why? I'm a donk. Yeah, I didn't know the etiquette at the time, so I was worried. Yeah, I didn't be want to go honest, in like did, you st- did you start going to the sauna because I've been hyping it up? No, I mean, so my mother-in-law has like one of those infrared saunas, so I started using those that. And then um, my neighbor started going to the Norbeck sauna, so I figured I'd give it a try. No, you so, know I hyped it up. I, I already you have. You have. We can't I, take I his got, play. Huh? We can't We can't take this guy's play. Because he wore socks to the sauna. He's a donk. You can't, <laughs> so can't, we're just going to take him out? Take him out. Hey, He's going to hear him out. You don't even want to hear his no, piss eliminated. I, he wears I socks in a sauna. Like, Fully clothed in a sauna. you got to go in there butt naked. Great the point, he, Drab. The only thing he wasn't wearing was shoes. Yeah, you can't take a pick from a guy who wears socks. Socks in a sauna, you might die. You might overheat. And he was sitting. He was like right on top of the rocks too. Like he was right up. Oh, was he, he was super close. I sit right when you walk in the door. I walked in the other day. The thing is kind of got a little nook and cranny in the right. Yeah, that's my and spot. I was what? startled. I thought I was in there. I was like, oh, glorious! I'm in there by myself. And there was a dog in there. It was. I was so startled. Stealthy sauna. Yeah. Let's uh, do one more. No, no, two more. Let's go, Sean. We got to be quick, Sean. We got to make our decision. Sean, what's up? What's up, boys? All right, I checked with Jer- I checked with Drab on Twitter to see if a little soccer prep prop bet would be all right because a, a soccer donks so I know are in the minority. So I got I got Frosinone and Roma Saturday af- Sunday afternoon at twelve. It's a little Rome derby. Roma they've been having a weird season. They've been kind of beating the lower teams that they should be beating, losing to the uh, losing to the higher ranked teams like Inter and Milan that they should be losing to. But Frosinone they've been really bad these last few weeks. They got a, it's like the classic team that just got promoted. They got a bunch of guys on loan that are going to be gone next year. I got Roma away at Frosinone. It's a close to Rome. It's minus one oh nine. All right, all right. What do you Roma think? Roma minus one oh nine. Grab you like it? I think I mean, I, you're the only one that could possibly. I think I have the lead, my leader in the clubhouse. He used Darby correctly. It's spelled Derby, I, yeah. it, but used it as Darby. Ronald Darby. He's a full DJ. That's my leader right now. Unless the next caller right. trumps him. I, ha- I have mine. Let's go to John. John. John, your last last one in. All right, he's done. Because I just got my whole, uh, group chat to commit to it. Um, we got Villanova minus 10 versus the Hoyas. The Hoyas stink. They do stink uh, on do ice. Stink. What are the odds? <laughs> them all, it's, well, uh, minus even, 10 is probably minus, right around. Uh, 10. Minus 10 yeah. means it's going to so be I like just locked it in. The Hoyas are almost as bad as your phone connection. 
Right. Nearly that bad. I'm in I'm in Home Depot. I'm in Home Depot walking around trying to get away from the music. All right, we appreciate but, your call uh, and right, your in, play. It's got to be in consideration because the Hoyas do stink. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go with our votes. Everybody voting? Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Should be an odd number so there's not a tie. Yeah. So Mike Marr will be in. I, no, Mike Marr wouldn't be in. Today. Okay, cause, yeah, because there's no Jason. Okay. So, Mike Marr, you're next. Um <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we got like 10 bets to choose from, don't okay, we? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It probably won't be a tie. Do you have a favorite play? All right, hold on. I do. We're going to adapt the Harvard plus the points. All right, so you're in with that. That's taken away from the spirit of the play. Why? It's, no, no, we were like, we're, we used, we're using the like right. the SparkNotes no, version it, it, of it. We, okay. can, we can I tweet. wanted to do a minus I actually like Jake. I like Jake's play because it was plus 300, and I kind of like starting off with the plus 300 shot. But this is going to make it harder. Why would you just want to win? I'm giving my vote to Sean, the soccer bet. The soccer bet sold me. I'm with Cakes. I love the Roma play. Love These it. soccer guys, they get so so nerdy about he, it. He's, he's focused on dork. one sport. He, I don't care. I don't care about DGens. I got. I want a guy focused on a sport. Yep. All right. Give me the Roma play. He's super locked in. The Hoya, the Hoya's play. Really, I didn't Minus even think. That, that, that yeah, I, didn't even think I didn't even think about that. And plus, I like the guy that the guy's calling from the the lumber section yeah, at Home Depot. Yeah, he's really committed. That makes that's like a sign. Yeah. Lay the wood. He's trying. To Lay, get, yeah. He's trying to get away from the music. That's, that's the sign. Lay the wood. I'm Good taking, point. All right, Mike I'm Mar, taking you're Nova back in. You're back in. Which yeah. one do you like? Yeah, I'm telling Valdez. I'm all in. Georgetown. So is it's two, two, two. Oh, we should call Jason. Have him pick. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know. He doesn't know these. Well, ask, ask no. Jason's not going to answer in North Carolina. He's, oh, he's, he's not going to answer. He's going to take a massive favor. If you talk, ga- take- if you talk gambling, he would wake up at 5 a.m. Right, I'll change my vote. No, no, I'll no, change no, my vote. Hold on. Put the two on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a Twitter poll, poll by the end of the show. I guess wins the three. Poll. You mean yeah, put, three. Put the three Why? on Twitter. Why? have two bets. There's three. There's Which three. One? Hoya, the, the, the soccer, Nova. the college basketball. And uh, soccer. Wait, wait. Soccer, two, soccer, two college basketballs, yeah, and two college basketballs. My, is mine in the mix? Are yes. you okay? Who else voted with me? JP. Oh, okay. I just like the original play. For once. No, but no, I, I don't want to do the. I want to do the minus. It's a plus. <laughs> no, no, do the minus stink. or the plus? Yeah, the plus. Um, All right, we'll come back. You got lunch. Affecting your brain. We'll put that up on Twitter <laughs> at Chunks Radio. I'll put that up there. I'll put it on Instagram, Sports Junkies Radio. Get your votes in, and we'll settle on a play before the end of the show. Coming up next, though, John Kime will fill us in on the Commanders from ESPN.com. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 and the DMV. 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app wherever you may be. Brought to you by our friends at Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. We did put up our Junkies poll of the day, presented by Van Meter Homes. You got to help us decide on our ten dollars to ten k play. Harvard plus eight and a half at Cornell. Roma money line against Frosinone. Villanova laying ten and a half against the Hoyas. Uh, somebody already tweeted and said, "Well." You didn't put the odds in the tweet. There's only so much you can fit in well, the space. Well, also, the odds are roughly even. That's what yes. we're doing. That's the whole bit. That's the goal. Wow. Everyone's well, it's not necessarily the goal. Well, the, it's just to if keep it around even. make more money, it's, it's going with the, what we believe is the best we play. We want to hit. Man, the early money is all on Villanova. Yep. 
So you can vote at Junks Radio. But I joining us right now 11. to talk some commanders is our pal John Kime. He covers the commanders for ESPN. So a busy last couple of weeks. They hire a head coach. They hire some coordinators. They fill out the staff. Uh, what are your overall impressions, John? Um, John, yeah. oh, I thought I pressed yeah. him. Are you there, buddy? You got me? Oh, no, no. Why does it say John Feinstein on nine? I, I don't know. I, I'll pick Come it up. I can't hear you. It's John. I think we're good. He was you got me? He's, he's good. Yeah, you're there. Yep. Okay, there we go. All right, good. <laughs> um, I think the impre- there's a couple things that jump out with this staff, and I think they touched on it. You both, Cliff Kingsbury and Joe Witt Jr., talked about it a little bit yesterday in their, in their pressers, but it's something that stood out to me um, even before that was, like, for example, on the, on the, on the offensive side. Um, Kingsbury, obviously, a very much a, a pass guy with the air raid offense, and I know it's evolved over the years. It's, it's not a strictly just pass game, but you have to have run game elements. In, in Arizona, they ran the ball pretty well. But he, they did build a staff that has guys coming from very good run systems. Brian Johnson from Philly. You had Anthony Lynn, who's been a running backs coach for many years, but also you know, has spent a couple of years in San Francisco's run game system. Bobby Johnson from the Giants, the line coach, they had – you know, last year was not a good year for them at all. The year before, they had one of the top run games in the NFL. So you have a lot of that. And then I think the other thing that, that Dan Quinn talked about in his interviews and it's playing out is what's your succession plan on offense if the coordinator gets another job and leaves, which happened to him with Kyle Shanahan. He let, basically let that whole offensive staff go, and the offense kind of was never quite the same. Mm-hmm. And, and so here you have like, you know, Brian Johnson, I know, you, you know, you fired from Philly, you talk to people up there and they say, you know, that they kind of pin it a little bit more on Sirianni's offense rather than Brian Johnson. But the bottom line is he's in a different position, but he's also a young, possibly up and coming coach, right? A year ago, that's what he was considered. But you have a guy who maybe can elevate to that. And if not him, you have to beat a Pritchard, you know, quarterback's coach who was here last year and, I think there was ex- there was um, excitement about his hiring in the organization last year because young coach, a lot of energy, et cetera. Don't know what he's going to become, but you're in that. But you have a, I think you have a stronger pipeline for elevating guys. And then um, David Blaw, the assistant quarterbacks coach, um, whom Kingsbury referred to as one of the brightest quarterbacks he'd been around. So someone he felt like would rise quickly in this profession. So I think you have a. So and those are all younger guys. And I think, like with that, comes some energy, maybe some, maybe a few more creative ideas on how to do things, which we haven't seen enough of here in the past. And then defensively, Witt talked about bringing in different guys who, again, had experiences in different systems. And one of the things with Quinn, he he's not a guy locked into one way of doing things. Like you, he was reared in that Seattle cover three, goes to Atlanta, kind of starts to a. a, a amended a little bit and then it's very and then he runs a different style in Dallas and you know he he's a guy that will always do things in the offseason to try and grow up improve whatever and I think you see that reflected in the staff that you're bringing guys from different areas or different staffs that maybe have some different ideas now the key is then but you know the key word is collaboration they've used that a lot if you really do that and you kind of incorporate a lot of ideas then maybe you get some different um, energy, um, but also better play. And, and maybe, you know, so I think like that's the thing that jumps out to me with this staff. Now, 
how it plays out in the field, I don't know. That's just that's the initial impression. John, with three former head coaches in the fold here, Lynn yeah. Kingsbury and Dan Quinn, this can't be a cheap staff that's being assembled here either. And that's you know that can be an advantage. You obviously no salary cap with what you spend on assembling the coaching staff. It seems like they're not sparing any expense to bring in some guys with head coaching experience to to help round out uh, some of the edges of the edges of the staff, especially with Lynn. Right, and that's another guy, too, to bring up in that succession plan because he's been a coordinator, too, as well. So, um, But, yeah, I think and with Quinn, Quinn wants to oversee this, and that's why he's giving Witt a lot of, you know, that's going to be his defense now. It's running a lot of the same principles and all that. But I do think it's always good to have a guy who's another head coach on your staff, and now you have two, but um, just – to know how to organize things, to know. And also, as, as he has said, like, you know, and I think Kingsbury said, like, he's been in that chair. He understands the big picture view that Quinn has to take. And I think so, like, there's an understanding that can help. Um, and, you know, I think that that's always a good thing. But um, Lynn was a big hire, I felt. Um, mm-hmm. Just not just because he was a former head coach and, and he did have success, you know, for a few years. Um but, you know, he's, he's a respected coach. And I know he interviewed here last year for the OC job. Um, obviously didn't get it. But um, I think he's somebody that a lot of people like. Us. Whether he stays as a position coach or rises up, I think he's a guy that a lot of people um, seem to like and, and respect. John, I listened to your podcast this morning. I often do. I recommend to everybody. And you, <clears throat> you commented, like, it's obvious to everybody, right, that Kingsbury is, I don't want to, I mean, kind of aloof. Like, he certainly doesn't give a crap about what the media thinks, right? Oh, no, he does not. He does not care. And no. and uh, so I, that was news to me. I didn't know that was his deal. Um, and I just wonder, you said that's not unusual. I think you referenced, right. you know, because offensive guys, they like to be in the film room and watch film and yeah. they're geeky and whatever. I get it. But I also feel like you have to have a certain amount of, like, uh, gravitas or like a persona or you know something to maybe relate to guys i know he's a former player he's been around locker rooms his whole life but i i don't know can are there other kind of like nerdy kind of guy i mean there are a bunch like, of nerdy guys who are like offensive the guy players. in miami's a nerd but he's super charismatic he, like, he is and you know um i mean ben johnson is that way and right. now he was uh, to me when i watched his press conferences he was a lot more expansive, and, uh-huh. and there was a little bit, I wouldn't say banter, but there was a little bit more personality. Something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the big key is when you're – listen, Belichick is as dour as they come in front of the media. And, and but that's think, an act. It, it is an act, right. And, and so – but it is – my point in that, though, is it's how you present yourself to your team. Mm-hmm. And really what it comes down to for an offensive coordinator, as much as anything, is – do they believe in what you're telling them? Do right. they b- have belief in the plan that you're presenting? Mm-hmm. Because that's ultimately what matters. And like Kyle Shanahan was really, really good at that. And mm-hmm. he was not always, you know, there was some aloofness to him here. Mm-hmm. Now he was like, I loved interviewing him because he, w- you, he could dig deep into, you know, an offensive game plan or, you know, the planning preparation for that, et cetera because there's a deep passion there and he was, he was happy to share it. Um, but he was also had some aloofness to him as well. Mm-hmm. And, but in front of the team, you know, he knew he could present it very, very well. And they always had confidence in what he was telling them mm-hmm. and selling them on the plan. So that's going to be the key. And, you know, I think, I think it seems like it's, 
He's done a, I think he did a pretty good job with that in Arizona, my understanding. Mm-hmm. But that will be the key, more so than in front of us. And some of the questions, too, that he, he was asked that when I referenced some of that is on Caleb Williams. Well, he can't say anything mm-hmm. about him because he knows, like, that's where the head coaching experience also comes into play. Like, well, I know if I say X, yeah. Y, or Z about Caleb Williams, it's like, uh, to be honest, like, for, for us on ESPN, if he says, Caleb Williams is the best prospect in the draft. Well, of course, that's a headline. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, what is Washington? You know, and it's not something that they really want to have. And, you know, and same with the Raiders situation. If you say something the wrong way, it's a headline. What really and did happen, in, in your opinion, from what you dug around and found out? He got a three-year deal. <laughs> right. There's security, right? I mean, you know, I know, like, you know, Magic, Hollywood, you got a three-year deal, man. Like, this is a – and I also, I also think that – and I don't know that this was part of it too. I don't, but I know that um, the Dan Quinn hire, a lot of people were calling these guys and that always happens. Anytime there's a new coach, right? You're going to get guys, but there were a lot of people that were, that I think wanted to work with Quinn. And I don't know how much of that is at play here. The bottom line is he just like free agency, you get a good deal. Mm -hmm. You're going to go somewhere. And, and I think, that was certainly a part of it, how much the Kia, you know, I mean, that's, it was good security, but um, I do think that there's, you know, if you look at the staff and it's a pretty good staff, it looks like on paper. And I do think some of that is reflective on what others outside here um, thought about Dan Quinn. John, what can you tell us about Lance Newmark, the new assistant GM? He's been with the Lions for 26 seasons. I mean, he, yeah. he survived a lot of losing in front of churn for, for two and a half decades. Uh, there in Motown. That's that's hard to do, man. It's impressive. Like, it, yeah, it's anytime. It's like if you remember a guy like Kirk Olavidati here way back in the day was a linebackers coach, mm-hmm. and he kept surviving. Like he survived like three or four regimes because he was respected as a coach for what he did in that role. And you know, I think so. Anytime you do that, it's like it has to be whether or not he can be the lead guy. I don't know. I know he interviewed for that in Detroit. They clearly went, they went outside the organization and he did well with Brad Holmes, but there's a couple of things. One, obviously Martin Mayhew knew him very well, having worked with them for, I think it was like eight years in Detroit, at least maybe more. I think it was long, maybe longer than that. And so that, that helps. Um, he's sounds like a respected scout. Um, but you know, and, and, I know he had interviewed or been blocked from interviewing for a couple of jobs in the past. So, but I think it's, you know, they're just another, I think a respected college scout, if not, you know, especially in that area. Right. So I think that's what he adds. And it's interesting though, because it is the one big front office move by Peters, which, you know, I don't know how this is going to shake out after the draft, but it also gives them someone else you know, before the draft who is an expert in that area um, to help with their evaluations. Talking to John Kime from ESPN.com, surprised that Mayhew and Herney are staying on in some sort of capacity? Um, Well, not, I mean, after this, if you had asked me after the season, right after the season when, when Rivera gets fired, yes. But after with Peters coming on board, that changed it because he had worked with him. And then, you know, we reported a couple weeks ago that he would be staying um, on board. So in that sense, no. And then I think like with Herney is as much, he's in a, he's in an advisory role. And I know that he was somebody that became a, one of the respected voices that, that Josh Harris would talk to. 
during the season and all that just for his input. Um, so I think that certainly helped. But, again, it's an advisory role. So um, I'm not based on how it – you know, again, if you ask me on whatever day at the end of the season, yes. But after Peter's hired, no. If you had to bet right now with that number two pick, you said that they didn't say anything about Caleb Williams. I was trying to interpret what Kingsbury said about the type of quarterback he wanted. <laughs> he didn't help there. No. He didn't really help other than, you know, he said Patrick scramble. Mahomes, so then you think Caleb Williams. What would your bet be right now? Uh, man, I go back and forth, and this is going to sound like a wishy-washy answer, but, mm-hmm. but it's like it's hard because – the one thing he did say is, well, you need to be able to move. Yes. Well, guess what? Both Drake May and Jaden Daniels can move. Different levels, and, though. Yeah, but one moves a whole lot better. He does, but one also gets hurt a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that would be, a, to me, for Daniels, like there's a lot of electricity to his game. But that, when you see the hits he takes, you cannot, cannot survive that way in the NFL. I mean, you look at a lot of these guys who are running now, like what you know, you start to see – a wearing down and good to see Lamar Jackson bounce back. But you know, had a couple of years with that Jalen Hurts seemed to have some issues just with getting worn down a little bit, perhaps. Right. So I don't think you want, if you can, you, you can remove that from Jaden Daniels game, as far as like the hits he takes learning how to avoid those in the NFL. I think you go with him, you know, short, but you know, the, the, the attraction to may. And when you watch the film, like Daniels was really, really good this year. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it'd be really hard to pass that up. But if you do, and like right now in the mocks, I've had the early mocks <clears throat> that you get asked about. I always, I keep putting May, but I think it's very, very even. And um, I can definitely see Daniels emerging in the end. And <clears throat> again, this is a wishy-washy answer. But John's like think- our $10 to 10K where we had two votes for one play, <laughs> two votes for the other play, and two yeah, votes for hard. the other. It's hard. Yeah, <clears throat> it's very hard because... Like, May has the prototypical size. The problem is, like, you see some of his games, like, you kind of some, sometimes came away, eh. Underwater. You want to see a little bit, right, you want to see a little bit better. The hard, the hard part with Daniels, again, like, you see the hits that he takes, and, like, you just can't survive like that in the NFL. And you cannot overlook that aspect. He's not a big guy. I mean, he's tall, which is great, and he throws a really good, he throws a really good deep ball. I think there's a lot, there's a lot that I really like about his game, that's the part that would concern me. Can you protect yourself? If you can, then he's the guy. Is there any evidence from his college tape that he knows how to slide? And I'm not kidding. <clears throat> no, because he doesn't do it. Like, he, he, and then again, that's I've seen just, the hits. I've seen the hits that are yeah, out there. He tried to hurdle a guy. <laughs> he tried to hurdle a guy against Florida State in the middle of the field, mm-hmm. and and the that what you expect to happen happened. Mm-hmm. That's that's the hard part. Now I admire. The competitiveness, you just have to say, like, listen, and you, and you, you know, a lot of times what people say, well, it just takes one hit in the NFL, and that's what you're going to you get. Learn. Yeah. Well, we saw Robert had a hard time learning that when he was here. Mm-hmm. And so not everybody gets that right away, and do you, and especially when you have that mindset. Now, the thing that, I mean, he does throw a nice ball. And the hard part in the evaluation for both those quarterbacks is one guy is thrown to two top ten receivers, and the other guy is not. How much, now, that's not to say you automatically discount what he did. You can't because C.J. Stroud threw to a number of top you know, first-round picks. And you could see, like, well, you have to separate that. Like, and I asked someone about this. I said, yes, he's, he is. 
But then you're looking like, I think it was Jordan Reed, the draft analyst. I had him on there. It's like, how do you separate those? Like, you do, but you also have to see, is he leading them into more? Is he lead, you know, is he mm-hmm. making them better as well? And the answer is yes. All and, right, John. So, yeah, sorry. We've got to run. Watch the answer, man. Plenty of time to talk about it. John Kime covers Thanks, the commanders man. for ESPN.com. Remember, get your vote on our $10 to 10K play at Junks Radio. We're going to settle on that before the end of the show. But coming up next, it is our Costco cookie challenge. We will mm. try the Costco cookies. You guys will say yay or nay. Don't go anywhere. Remember, you can go to at Junks Radio on Twitter. You can vote for which play we're going to make in our $10 to 10K wager contest that we uh, are setting sail with today. It's our maiden voyage. Hopefully, we win this weekend. Double it up next week. We'll take the best call of the week, which play that we like, which play that we love, and hopefully we build this 10 bucks into 10K. That's the that's the goal. That's what we're trying for. So you can bet on either Harvard plus 8.5 at Cornell, Roma Moneyline versus Frosinone. I hope I'm getting that correct. Close enough. Or uh, Villanova laying 10.5 against the Hoyas. So go cast your vote. Uh, the leader at the end of the hour is the, the pick that we'll make, the play that we will make. All right, so uh, I, I was unaware that we were doing this. You heated this up? This is a I big did. ass cookie. Yeah, so. I mean, you, you don't eat this whole thing, do you? I would, 100%. <laughs> like, I every might time. Eat two. <laughs> you would eat two of these now, monsters? Now, listen, I could eat this oh, throughout a day. I don't think I could eat this at one sitting. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a little bit bigger than a Panera cookie. Yeah, it's I'm not thicker. a cookie guy like I, you. I mean, I like cookies, but that looks like, like it'll give you an upset tummy. It was somewhat controversial that Costco did it, but I think it's brilliant. Now they it's two forty nine. Okay. Like I'm I don't that know seems the, cheap. I don't know what the churro I was. Is it like crumble cookie yeah, would be like six for, bucks? I think for Costco two forty nine seems like kind of a high. Yeah, because a hot dog is what? I mean, it's a hot dog. Isn't that one fifty? I don't know what it is, but it's a hot dog one fifty. It used to be like fifty yeah, but cents that's or something. Bit. I mean it, everything else isn't price that low well a slice of pizza is not that expensive why well, ikea does the same thing yeah we should have IKEA the first thing that jumps to mind before i even taste the cookie just looking at the cookie without breaking it open it reminds me of the scene in casino where, where robert de niro sits down and he breaks open his blueberry muffin and there's like two blueberries in his muffin and he gets very salty he goes back and tells the chef mm-hmm. he wants the exact number of blueberries in every muffin he wants some consistency I'm sorry, this, this cookie does not appear to have enough chocolate chips for... That's what you think. That, from but the that's, outside. From the outside, this yeah, is how you have to do the is. bit. It is thick. If you go to... That, I've, those I've, are the initial vibes I've seen, I'm getting. I've seen my daughter do the bit. The bit is yeah. you split it in okay. two. All right. Now, I this well, is... Drab brought up a good point, because I texted him. I was like, hey, I could pick up some cookies and we could do it. He's like, I like bits. Okay. He's like, but... They're not going to be. They're meant to be warm. Right. Yeah, they're not fresh. So this right. is the tell, day this after. This is kind of old and stale. But here's how you do the test cakes <laughs> okay, about yeah. the chocolate chip. Right. You, you open it up. Ah, okay. You got to crack. What you do you to... think? What do you think? You're looking at it right now. It's on camera. Okay. That, I mean, that's... I think there's a high volume of chocolate chips. I will say it looks more promising once you crack it open. And it's gooey. Okay. How long did you heat this? It was. We have the world's worst microwaves back there. I feel like mine needs a little more heat. Yeah, I did it for about thirty seconds. Like all of them at the same time? No, two of them at a time. Now I will say it is more promising once once you crack it open. I think there is a high amount of chocolate chips. 
So hold on. Which I like. I didn't even know we're doing this bit. What is your claim? That these are some sort of elite cookies? Is that what your no, claim is? I have no claim. Well, you're bringing it in somehow because it, I, I, they, you loved it or something. Is that what it is? No, it just was in the news. It's okay. bit season. Bit. All right, so, okay. All right, so it's just like when really for when six more had their chicken, you and they, you wanted to see what the rage was. There was no challenge about is, like when we did peanut butter jelly challenge or whatever. No, I understand, but like remember when Popeye's chicken sandwich went viral and everybody had to have one? You're making so, it more complicated. Just what I'm do you think? Just, what's likes, out of the blue? He likes cookies. Oh, cookies just fell out of the ceiling. He's got a sweet tooth. He wants to talk about cookies. Yeah. Okay. No, nah, I mean we talk. I could do it with a slice of pizza too if you want, but I, it just it would. It was somewhat viral about I'm not complaining. Costco. I'm just wondering on where on the hell they came from. Okay. So, right, so now we're eating. You're not, you're not vouching for this on any level. You're not saying it's good or bad. No, he's, he wants our opinion. Okay. I can give you my opinion. All right, all right. All right. Hold on. Let me get a bite here. Had JP, have you taken a bite of this cookie before? Yes. Oh, well, he already, so you, he must like them. If, I like them. Mm. It's like an eight and a half out of ten for me. Maybe Nate. I barely chewed it, and you're already giving your score. All right. I passed it to you boys in the, in the uh, behind the glass. There's one mm. huge cookie in there. First of all, you can't give me a I think it is a good value play, though, because this is like it would be better with vanilla ice cream on top. Yeah, oh, that would be you incredible with ice cream. I'm not a big milk guy. I basically will drink milk. Here's where I have milk. Obviously cereal. Cereal. Some in my coffee. Over the warm brownie and or warm chocolate chip cookie. Right. I maybe you didn't warm it up. Milk. Like now I can use a nice tall glass of like skim milk. No, this would be delicious like with this. Two scoops of vanilla ice cream. There was maybe, I, I may have shorted yours on maybe 10 to 15 more I seconds in the I microwave. Had, I feel like I need a little more heat. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly a good cookie, but I'm not going to say it's an elite cookie. I, I it's would Costco crumble, cookie. I would put crumble cookies. All of them over yeah. this. I actually I would, like this better than a crumble I mean, cookie chocolate chip eight, by far. I give it like eight and a half. I mean, it's very liberal. Yeah. Greater. I told um, you, this guy's a dumpster. Right now. <laughs> no. This dumpster. is a solid seven. Maybe a seven. I don't and a think quarter. he's so much a chocolate guy, though. Cakes has always oh, been I'm, a. I know me some chocolate. What's your favorite cookie? Is it a chocolate chip? This is going to be very unpopular. See? In some circles. I knew no. it. <laughs> you, you can't he beat probably a likes real, a sugar cookie. No. Oatmeal raisin is a oh, delicious oh, cookie. Yeah. I like that. Well, I'm going to tell you, and I know that offends some people. They hate oatmeal. It's not offensive. It's good. Costco delicious cookie. I, I gave it an eight. I'll, I'll, I'll bump it down to an eight. But eight along your insane. oatmeal raisin, like my favorite cookie of just a place that you can pick up quickly, mm-hmm. yeah, is Potbelly. And what they've done is they've merged oatmeal with the chocolate chip. Well, that sounds that's like a, a bomb. That's, diggity a, that's cookie. a great combination that they're doing there, at Potbelly. Give them props. But, I mean, we talk about going to Costco wanna, all the time. Yeah, yeah, sure. You want to take this to the next level for me, and it's all personal preference. Throw a little mint in here. I'm a mint. A mint chocolate chip cookie? Oh, that's yeah. a weird, that's a if weird mix. you put a little in. mint in here. Well, it's good. next level for me would be throw some Reese's peanut butter cups in the Splicky. Right. I, I'm, 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 I'm newer to the Reese's. Which, if you want to go an aficionado, uh, Barnes & Noble they have a bomb cookie. Oh, they do. Has I, I'm convinced JP chips knows every cookie. He knows, uh, oh, he knows yeah. all the cookie Place, spots. Uh, yeah. In the world. I, I don't. You could put a big dollop of all right, mint. I'm going to be honest with you. Six and a half. It's fair. It, it It's a fine cookie, but you gave me a day old cookie. I bet it would have <laughs> Probably not fair. It didn't come it right was, out of their oven. Yeah, so that so hurts I, I, I'm that not going to hold this against Costco. <laughs> I, I, it's a little crispy. 
But you know what? Six and a half I is probably good for Costco. If you think about it, I mean, you're eating it's a Costco. <laughs> you're eating a Kirkland cookie. It's I know. A, a Kirkland cookie can only be so good. But I don't it can't mind be a doing 10. cookie reviews. We're all going to be so fat. <laughs> I, you stealing my daughter's bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. I mean, I'll do any food review. I just I like think anything, maybe, we, you know, during bid season, if something comes up, Taco Bell has a new thing. Well, do you Why like not? Subway? I'm a, I'm a Subway guy. I'm old school. I like Subway. Now, I never get their cookies. Do you like their cookies? Otis Sparrow okay. They're always sitting there. They're okay. literally still never made get them. I would rate them kind of like what you Are just rated this. Are they still Otis Spunkmeyer cookies at I don't Subway? think so. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that... That's just, that, the, that's just the only uh, gooey cookie I know. I mean, those are the cookies. I'll be that, honest with you. When I was at Subway, when I was working at Subway. Potbelly we Pones Subway in the cookie game. In the cookie wars? Yeah. Okay. But, and believe me, I'm not a cookie connoisseur like you. But my daughter loves when she's she gets me at a weak moment. She'll go and, and, and I take her to crumble cookie. The crumble cookies, some of them are spectacular. This is a very yeah, minor detail. But they Pot, change the flavors every week. At yeah. Potbelly. And again, this is... I don't work for Potbelly. I'm not compensated by them. But that little attention to detail, when you order a milkshake. Oh, and you get the little cookie the on little the straw. tiny cookie around the straw. That's just that's just chef's kiss. <laughs> like, next level. All right, They're boys behind the glass. Uh-huh. I know Val Drab was like, we can't it's even eat the cookie because of their, their, their diet. But you can take a little nibble. A I, took a, I took a nibble. Uh, took the a best part nibble. is the middle, by yeah, the way. Cork's texting me saying, I want you to make a statement this segment. Yeah, is Cork upset? Is that he mad? Of, he's, he's a maniac. <laughs> he's a maniac. Unfortunately, the job goes first, Cork. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the middle I, of the cookie, don't eat, because it is a day old. I would say definitely eat the middle where the edges, you got the melt. Yeah, the edges, but, 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 but hard. But yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the insides are probably a, a six and a half, seven. But I don't know if I'd buy that. Not for two two and a half bucks. Give me, Were you I, a churro it's guy too before? Much. No. Who can eat that? Listen, I'm, I'm the biggest guy. sugar head here. I'm, 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 I'm probably pre-diabetic. You have to share that cookie. With I, 750 calories. Yeah. Huh? The, the cookie's 750 calories. 100% I would eat that every time. And the next Costco board meeting, they should all sit around... They should. They have to price slash that cookie. If make I'm gonna it, have se- make it a buck forty nine instead of two forty. If I'm gonna have seven hundred fifty calories of sugar, give me a chocolate shake. Chocolate right. shake or the world's biggest old fashioned. Like a lot of sugar <laughs> in that the, too. Yeah, the edges. Yeah, yeah. The edges are, are very hard. Yeah, right. The, the, just, it's not a fair I, representation. I know. I, tr- I I had I had both. What I had the edges, a nibble of the edge, and a nibble of the middle. You're the edging Valdez. Very goo- very gooey. <laughs> I love gooey. I mean, extreme, Do you like, like gooey. Is it, no, the, I like gooey. I know you but like the, a, some gooey, but but, but the <laughs> chocolate chip. The chocolate chip was melting. Yeah. Plus, it's. This is I don't like I don't like chocolate that much. Like I'm not the biggest chocolate. You're like cake. Right. Can you imagine though if listen, it's a different contest, but if you did put two scoops of vanilla ice cream oh. underneath that, the thing would be If you put this banging. on the bottom and you heat it up a little bit and then yeah. you put some fudge. Well, exactly. that's that, 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 <laughs> you're talking right about a completely you. different item. You're talking about like a Sunday. Okay, I, right, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't moved. I've I've had better cookies. I'm gonna give it up four. Ooh, wow. Ooh. That's all right, Mike grade. Moore. You know, I'm going to judge it off the middle of the cookie because that's probably yeah, closer yeah. to what it was when you bought it. I think you guys were all just sleeping on it. The cookie was delicious. I give it a round eight. Mm. You know? All right. Put a little bit of solid. Ovi. Yeah. Because wow. it's a solid Ovi grade. All right. Let's go to Doug. Doug wants to chime in here on the cookie conversation. <laughs> the cookie junkie. He brings up a very good cookie, though. Yeah. Doug, what's up, man? Gentlemen, let my, my wife and daughter... Uh, uh, clued me into this cookie. You gotta try it. I swear you will not be disappointed. It's right. the Panera Kitchen Sink cookie.
kitchen sink. The best cookie. Kitchen sink. Sorry, I, I, I'll tell you the chocolate yeah, chipper. They call it the chocolate chipper at Panera. Okay, that's definitely better than the Costco mm. cookie. What, what are the items in the kitchen sink cookie? Pray tell. The, the kit. The kitchen sink cookie has it's sweet and it's got little bits of pretzel in it, so it's Ooh, sweet salted, and salty. Yeah. And, I like that, and it is and maybe some gigantic. caramel too. It's the size of your head. Mm. It, it it's huge. They are expensive, but they are worth it, man. Just try it one time. Okay, thank you for the sage cookie advice you're giving us. Thank you. We appreciate <laughs> All that. Right. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right, so you know how they say. Um, the way to a man's heart is through food. Yeah, through his stomach. Yeah. What's the exact cliche? Way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I, I can believe. think of a different way. To my heart, <laughs> mine's through my hog. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say whoever came up with that. Might I want to say might have been um, a priest or something. Maybe we've been dating for a while, but for my birthday, my my wife got the only time she set up a picnic, but she brought <laughs> cookies. <laughs> And pie from all my favorite joints. Really? <laughs> <Silly>. Cookies and <laughs> pie? That's uh, gratuitous. Can we do a pie thing? Sure. Can we to bring in some pies? <laughs> yes, you brought in I'm some. A, you brought in your we, place no, If we're going to do, a, we have to do the subway cookie bit and the churro bit next. Oh, they do. That. They have the one footers. Churro? They have the foot longs. Oh, they have the sidekicks the at, at Subway. Yeah. That's a great, great and it's right idea next door. by Subway. Like if you buy a foot long, they're like, "Oh, you can buy like a a, a foot long pretzel for like two bucks, or a foot long churro for like another." It's two definitely bucks. worth trying. All right, sounds and they have delicious. a foot long cookie, which is supposedly the best item. Mm. That's, okay, who does that? Subway. Subway. Subway? Yeah. Hmm. I just always get the same thing. I'm very boring at Subway. I just always get the Subway Club six inch. You never shake it up. No. At Subway, they get all those new sandwiches <laughs> no. too. Lightly toasted American cheese. Pickles, lettuce. You do love pickles. Olives. Hey, you know what? That's mayo, oil, and vinegar. That's where you're different from Tiger. Tiger was making his In-N-Out burger yesterday on the course. Takes out the pickles. Said, not a pickle guy. Really? Yeah. He also looked to be uh, popping some Zins, it looked like. Oh, he did? Did you see? Oh, is he (laughs) a Zin guy? I'll show you the video. Everybody's a Zin guy, except Flakes. All right, coming up next, we will settle on our play for $10 to 10 k Don't go anywhere. Time now for Chasing 895 here on the Junks. When my man Ovi is hot, he's hot. Alex Ovechkin has scored goals in six straight games after scoring the 836th. Of his career against the Avs earlier this week, Ovi's 59 goals away from passing the great one. With 11 minutes remaining, Alex Ovechkin extended his goal streak to six with a one-timer from his office. Back right-hand side for Oshie. Now to Carlson again. Near side, and Ovechkin scores! Alex Ovechkin's goal streak is intact with exactly 11 minutes left. It's 4-3. to three. Thank you, John Walton, for the call. Chasing 895 is presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local. Bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com for more information. Hopefully, OV makes it seven straight with the game against Montreal tomorrow night. What's he on pace for now? If you project it out, um, I'd have like to look. I don't low twenties, probably low twenties, between twenty and twenty-three. I would guess somewhere in that think. range. But it just takes you know, get a couple more like two and three game streaks. I mean, he was this close to having two in the last game. I mean, it yeah. went on the inside of the pipe and somehow didn't find the back of the net. I do think that even at that level, right? I don't think it matters. 
confidence is is a huge factor. Definitely. And then when you start seeing the back of the net, you, you know, it's just going to give you that, that little extra something that hopefully now he sees that happen more and more. All right, real quick, let's go to Ricky at Silver Spring. He wants to chime in on the uh, Tony Romo issue that we <laughs> talked about yesterday. Ricky, what's up, man? Hamburger. Ricky. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. So or a few years ago, Romo was on with them, and he did the same thing back I think it was like 21, CBS had it. He had like a little and, dribbler uh, on his uh, pants. I Googled it, and yeah. I did see another old <laughs> yeah. picture. And I, I, I doubted yeah. myself when I posted it yeah. that I posted the right one, but I did post the one from this week, which was, yeah. I think, in a New York Post story. So what's it? Yeah, he just he, he, <laughs> he, he doesn't shake it enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do a I have job. something that makes him. I, may, I have something that may confirm it. I used to sell baseball cards and memorabilia. My dad's had a store in Silver Spring since, like, the 70s. Which one? The House of Cards? Shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. And um, so we did shows all over the country, and we were in Chantilly, and Romo was there signing autographs. This was probably, like, 10 years ago. Yeah. And um, I go into the bathroom, and there's two urinals with no divider. I go to the one urinal that's not occupied, and I just follow protocol. I stare at the wall ahead of me. Right. And out of the corner of my eye, I just couldn't help but notice, but the dude next to me was, like, really excessively shaking his junk. Yeah. To the point where I was like, <laughs> is everything all right over there? Right. And uh, he just laughed and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I finished, go wash my hands, and I look up in the mirror, and that dude was Tony Romo. So. Right. I'm pretty sure he's got some sort of issue going on. If he's, <laughs> well, he you say this is 10 years ago. Now he's older, too. So, I mean, it just gets worse. As yeah, it only gets worse. It only gets worse. So, so, I'm right. pretty hey, sure he's got something going on. Hey, by the way, is that house, the House of Cards is no longer, right? Uh, it's not in Wheaton. It's over um, on Tech Road. Where's that? Like Calverton area. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where that is. There are people upset yeah. that we posted. Right. Thanks, man. The Romo picture yeah. on Twitter Seriously? and Facebook People and got upset Instagram. By that? Why would you get upset? It's, you know what? It's like, have they you listened to the show? Here's why. Now I know why. <laughs> what do you mean they're upset? So, some people don't have a sense of humor. Some people. But just, they thought it they, was too crass they don't think or it's something. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Unfunny people. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to know those unfunny people. What What could possibly be the just that it's too gross and they're just grossed out, or are they being serious? Like, like it's like talking about porno or something. You know what I mean? Well, like, it's way different than porn. I, mean, I know. Look, maybe if, that's what they're thinking. If here's one. Us, if one of us here's... walks back in this studio with a big, giant pee stain, I yeah. would hope somebody would take a picture of it and put it up on, on Twitter. <laughs> of right. course, like, JP posts this. Happen. He would be focused on Romo's D. I didn't even know about it. Cakes is the one who mentioned yeah, it. I pointed it out. And then I, I just put it up. You know why? Here's why I pointed it out. Because I saw it on Twitter. And I saw it, and I laughed, and I slapped both knees, and I thought it was funny. Here's another one. You guys are super infatuated with meats. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> God, God, yeah. That is true. Yeah. I mean, if you don't think it's funny, if, I'm sorry. Meat, you, meat's if, funny. If you think that Pongi humor is not funny, <laughs> then this is not yeah. the yeah, show yeah, for I mean, you. Why do you think Valdez walks around with a, a picture of Tiger yeah. <laughs> and his dong on his phone? Yeah. Here's another one. People are so stupid. Is this what we're wasting oxygen talking about? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, I'm going to reply. <laughs> yes. I, I don't usually reply to, to the comments on Instagram. There you go. I 
Yes. So yeah, how does exactly. that? So hold on. I would assume that people that follow the Instagram page are just people that enjoy the show. I would think so too. Uh, they don't stunned. get it. They don't. No, they want your hot. They want your hot Jaden Daniels <laughs> breakdown. No, I'm going to get Kevin McCarthy to give that. <laughs> yeah. This guy says, "Really, this is sports talk at its finest. Any other man concerned with another man's department is <laughs> sus." Yeah. Right. I mean, first of all, that guy's they way haven't listened to our show. Yeah. Sus in some got, sort of post. Hey, hey, we're the sus junkies. Yeah. <laughs> how do you know how old he is? I know he's old enough that he shouldn't be using sus. That's for, like, 15-year-olds. What if he is 15? There's no chance that person's 15 years old. 15-year-olds posting on our Facebook page. Yeah, it's just not. Know. probably 50. If I'm a 15-year-old who's into Facebook, I'll wait. <laughs> hey, we need to come up with our uh, play. All right. So let's check out the uh, Junkies Poll of the Day brought to you by Van Meter Homes. Our ten k to $10 to 10 k play. It's saying there were three choices. Not even get Harvard plus 8.5 at Cornell. Roma, and then Villanova minus ten and a half against the Hoyas, with fifty-five percent of the vote. We're riding with Villanova. Oh, poor Ed Cooley. I hate sweating like ten and a half points. I don't think you're going to be sweating much. I think it's going to be pretty Boat race city. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Somebody seen some of the Georgetown results this year. I just wow hasn't okay. been good. Somebody tweeted us they're going tonight. It's tonight. With all yes. their boys, yes. and they have a lot of money on Villanova. No. <laughs> well, all right. Oh, all right. Here so it is. So from, we're in. From, at, from Dawn, we have a large group of us going to the game and a large chunk of money on Nova. <laughs> oh, Enough right. money to buy us all a very nice dinner go, with drinks. Go Wildcats. All right. If we, if we hit, then we're going for uh, – we put 20 up next week. <laughs> <laughs> for Cake, CBM, JP. Everybody have a great weekend. Three-day weekend. Be Mitch and Finley next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. (laughs) 
And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.